What are we drinking, by the way? It's not uh, apple juice. A uh, little bit of Johnny Walker Red. Johnny Walker yes. Red. Yes. Very tasty. Nice I've never contemplated, had. contemplative scotch. Yes. Everyone yes. out there is just like, oh, you guys drink? Yeah. How dare you? I know. It's. I mean, this one's, <laughs> we're celebrating. We're celebrating. It's, it's episode 25. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Josh was our first guest. We did want to have another person in here, but I mean... In Sometimes spirit. in spirit, yeah. in spirit, the bull, the bull behind Josh. The bull. I feel like we never. You know it's funny? I'm a Taurus too, so the bull is just you know perfect for you me. You got your spirit animal. Yeah, behind he's here. You, you know, um, but yeah, we we decided we needed to come in here, celebrate, have fun, swap stories, not have any topics prepped, and just enjoy going into the holidays. We've already been shooting the shit here a little bit to start out, and it's it's fun. Like we haven't been able to catch up or just like sit sit around and just converse. I feel like there's yeah, always no, a- it's 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 usually direct. Not that it's a bad thing. It's always been directed at a, at a single individual, right? So we never really get to converse among ourselves. Yeah. We get to share our stories, but I guess, but it's always towards a certain point. Yeah. Now we can just talk shit about each other. <laughs> yeah. Especially if anybody leaves the room, there's going to be a lot of shit yes, talking that yes. happens behind people's backs. Yes. Apparently that's what we do with scotch. Pretentious <laughs> yes, scotch. Pretentious scotch. I, I am wearing my, my scotch drinking yes. sweater right I now. I should have brought my cardigan. I'm still I, upset that I did not you, do that. You really failed My us. party cardi. Party, party, Cardi. Yes, my Cardinal official. Should have brought your. Don't you have? Uh... <laughs> Is that its name? No. <laughs> Did you name your no. cardigan? Do I mean, you, you should have. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Don't you have a pipe Cardi- as well? I do. I also have a tobacco pipe. Yes. <laughs> no, right. I do. Yeah, it's, it's a Gandalf <laughs> pipe. It's a replica. Yeah, big. Oh, it's a, the long, long yes. Gandalf pipe. Yes. I actually once upon a time was looking at investing in one. I got the corn cob pipe just so yes. I could try it. Yep. And. Really, I used that once, and then I messed up the stem thing because I. You have to put the pipe cleaners in there and try and clean yeah, it out, it's and then it then it broke the corn cob pipe, and yep. it was it was it was uh it was or, fucked. Or after sometimes that. you clog it more than you actually end up unclogging it, and you don't know how. You know, yeah. What what happened? Yes, here? toilets. I clog I, mine a lot. There's one. I right. just. <laughs> I just wanted the simple old man pipe, the just the little yeah, and then the little little, curve. Yes. little little curve, just like me. Um, what? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> We're going there already. Yeah. Um, who's strong Scott? Yeah. Riley's already sick. out for the game. Wait, who do we even have on our podcast today? I don't know. Josh Robinson. Josh Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who don't know who he is, check out episode four of Be the Change. Yeah, he was our first go, guest. Go actually. back in the annals of history and bring up that episode. Yeah, was back it in, is still it, correct. Yeah, you, you cringed at that word. Uh, that was. Annals is a funny word, though. It is. <laughs> I was, these girls at a table next to me earlier on this week were going through a list of funny words, and I went, I think I can win this one. And then I went, ladies, ladies, I think I got the word for you. Moist. <laughs> and they're like, that might be the grossest word ever. I don't know if it's the yeah, funniest. Yeah, I don't it know. Is, it's, it's cringeworthy, but laugh-worthy. I too. don't know a person that enjoys hearing the word moist. Like... No. Like, oh, how was your cake? Oh, it was moist. Would you like yeah, a moist towel? My Betty Crocker was real moist yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. How was your meal? That was really moist. The Aussie really shampoo good. that I use is super moist. <laughs> super moist. It says it on the bottle. I'm Extra just moist. Extra, Extra moist. moist, yeah. Extra moisture. Yeah. I've always I've always had a disdain for that word. It's yes. like why why does some words just provoke that sort of reaction to them? Like we've just I don't know, it's just the way it sounds. You're like yes. moist. The instant visual that it gives you're you like, in your head oh, is like, like mm, I don't know if I like that or no, not. Definitely. I do like moist towelettes though. They mm, clean my that, hands. Fair, fair. 
You know what? There's nothing nothing like after a chicken wing, just yeah, that moist wipe it right off. Moist wipe it, it off. off. You got that moist lemony freshness. Yes. Yes. I've been watching a lot of First We Feast lately, so just like eating the chicken wings to the and I oh. It's it's really funny though because what I like about it cuz I think the thing that I'm thinking is we really don't have gimmicks on this very podcast right. or this show. Right. You know, we don't we don't like true. Cuz I think of uh nightly hosts or night show hosts that do all these games and just yeah. like, throw frisbees at glass. Yes. I don't know. There's some really stupid shit. And then Ellen's always playing these stupid games. She's always got something going on. And then, so they eat chicken wings and basically, basically hallucinate from eating so spicy chicken wings. <laughs> I was like, what could we do that that is similar? Wait, can you, well, we're can you actually hallucinate right from eating something too spicy? Well, they just, you can, they can barely talk correctly and they can barely form words and they're just, I don't know, they just hit that point where it doesn't make sense anymore and they're like, I need a second and they gotta gather their bearings. That's yeah. what we should have done. Yeah. Eating ghost peppers on. Oh, yeah. And just try <laughs> yeah. and keep talking. We yeah. gotta, yeah. Yeah, we gotta make this crying. a challenge. Because <laughs> what I found out recently, so. Degrade the show. <laughs> what I found out, grade the show. Um, what do you mean by create the De- show? Degrade the show. Degrade. By, by yeah. the going show. into gimmicks. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, <laughs> this turns sour real fast. <laughs> I No, I was thinking grading the show. It, it, it almost does, like, you could give a letter grade to each show and you put put it on yourself. But I, you almost subconsciously do that listening to it back, though, too. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. you go, like... How was I? Did I have a ton of verbal tics? Mm-hmm. And and that process. Since yes. I, I mean, since we had you on the ep, uh, the fourth episode, so yes. you were our first guest. Yes. We had a couple episodes just figuring out the process before that too. But it's evolved into trying to be more comfortable. I I feel like I accidentally put on a little bit of a radio voice now. I try mm. and talk more yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's more just the clarity because I can hear the subtle differences on the playback and things too. Right. But. So what I've tried to do lately is see if I could do a podcast on my own, like just riff off mm-hmm. the top of my head and start talk, talking about a couple. Of, I, I chose a couple topics for the last one. The first one, I just went, let's just start talking. Mm-hmm. And I found out I can go for an hour and 20 minutes just talking <laughs> myself in my bedroom, talking straight. And you know what? I actually found that I had little to no verbal tics because one, one of the things I found out. Well, you're more com- most comfortable with yourself, right? I would, I would hope so. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not everybody in the world. But. That's very true. <laughs> very true. But I think you use the word like a lot because you try and get the approval of the other person. Mm-hmm. And some right. of those things, you're, you're trying to search the proper words that you would use for that person. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you're sitting there by yourself. I, you know what you're trying to say. I ended up talking about the Kareem Hunt issue. And I oh, read. Man. But yeah. I, I read. <laughs> I restarted twice with that one because it was the first thing that was on my mind. I did a little bit of an intro, got towards that subject, and then dove into it. Uh, and then didn't really like how things came out, so I started again. But I went on a 20-minute rant of it was more so the NFL and some of the underlying issues mm-hmm. and the things that might cause incidents like that because you see a new one each week. But Well, there's always one big one each year, right? Like What was it last year? What was a big one well, last year? That Ray came Rice out? was a couple years ago. Yeah, Ray Ezekiel Rice. Ezekiel Elliott was last year. Ezekiel Elliott was last year or two years ago, 2017, I think. No, it was last or, year. Sorry, yeah, I guess. Well, well I'm beginning. living in 2019 yeah. already. Um, and then there was a Ben Roethlisberger one yeah. as well not too long ago. And now Kareem Hunt. There's always uh, one a year there tends to be something that comes up. And I don't know, man, it's just you give a bunch of young 
guys our age that have never really had too even much responsibility. Yeah, even younger, never really had too much responsibility or any money for that matter. And now you give them like, here's millions of dollars. Here's, yeah, too much money. Yeah, go have some fun, kids. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> I'm from the hood, so I'm going to probably beat some ladies around here. Well, like, that's pretty much what they're like. I, I don't want to dive back into this because go I on. feel like I've talked into <laughs> it, like ad nauseum, just talked about it for 20 minutes by myself. But like, I feel, and then I've brought it up in public and to other people that that have played football or yep. understand the NFL and even some people that don't. But I've talked about it a lot. But I summarize it as the the nature versus nurture. So like NFL players are paid to use their aggression mm -hmm. and your you, that becomes your norm is like fight or flight, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna fight. That's yep. what they're taught. And then you throw in concussions, you throw in substance abuse, both performance enhancing drugs, mm -hmm. and then you're under the uh, mm -hmm. he, under the influence of either alcohol or other drugs. And I did research, that was my capstone project in mm -hmm. university, was non-performance enhancing drug use among, it ended up being retired NFL players is where you could get the data because right. current players are not going to admit to using a bunch of drugs. No. But it was staggering. I believe the statistics were somewhere around 70% abuse of alcohol after their career is done, 10% uh, abuse painkillers and five, three to five percent are opioids, um, uh, MDMA, cocaine, other things. So, and that's not mutually exclusive. They could have right. multiple issues, but that's one out of ten with the severe issues, seven out of ten with issues, and and it's like you imagine those guys while they're playing. I I remember one of the stories that came up was that the 1985 Chicago Bears, and they would pass around uh, an unlabeled brown bag and just say, do you need? And it was painkillers in there. <laughs> and so, and that was one of the best defenses of all time. Yep, yep. Of all time, not times. I'm putting it in there. Be all times? Yeah, oh, all times, time all times like. defense. But Scotch is hitting Riley already. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Two sips in. <laughs> but then you look at, and Jim McMahon is one of the guys, so he was their quarterback. He was on offense. Mm -hmm. They were known as having one of the best defenses, but they did win the Super Bowl, I believe, that mm -hmm. year. But he's well-documented. His concussions have absolutely, he can barely get out of bed in the morning and barely functional. But you imagine just, like, the painkillers you, and the fact yeah. that, like, it was the team doctor just, passing this around and all these there's so many issues in sport that get swept under the rug that nobody talks about because what is the NFL trying to do they're trying to save their image they're trying to make the make it look like a wholesome game and make these 100%. guys so presentable in public but then all these things happen and you go they're regular guys but they're also they're also taught to live a certain manner mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've even talked about it previously, the work hard, play hard mentality. Like you're all in in that one aspect and then you just, you let loose on the weekends yep. and you go fucking crazy. Yeah. So. Well, they're taught to I, be aggressive. Yeah. It's aggressive as hell, right? And you look at what's happened in this year. I believe it's this year they implemented the rule. Um, you, can't, you can't put all your weight on the quarterback anymore, right? You can't, you can't sack the quarterback. Or you can't tackle the quarterback and put your full body weight on them. And there was a lot of players that were really upset with that. Like Clay Matthews from the Green Bay Packers was one of them. And he, he lost his, you know, he lost his head um, after getting called on it. I think like four straight games in a row with it. And he's like, I've played my entire life, you know, this way, been taught to be aggressive. And now you're telling me to dial it back or tone it back. He's like, no, it's football. It's an aggressive game. Like, don't be. But 
just shows you the mindset that all these people have. It's like be be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive. You know, yeah. play, um, strive really hard in this one sport and in this practice and everything. And then outside, it's, it's really hard to flip the switch off and on, right? So they but still. At the bring same that time, up. something needs to be done to to lower the amount of injuries, especially in a sport like football. It's yeah, just, but it's astronomical. Football, the baby. issue there, the issue there is a, a quarterback. The NFL is doing that to protect their investments because True. quarterbacks are making ten plus million dollars if they're if they're a marquee they're, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Probably five million, even if you're a guy who just got signed. Or yep. I know they have a cap on the rookie contracts, but it's still pretty high. Oh yeah, they're they're not getting paid, you know, thirty fifty million dollars on their first contract, but they're mm -hmm. getting a couple mil, somewhere around five yep. to seven mil, I think, yeah. a year if you're a high draft pick. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yes, protect your investment, but there's still a player at the end of the, you know, you yeah, have to go person. in there and you're trying to sack the quarterback. As a defender, you're trying to stop the offense right. at any, any way possible. So if I beat my guy and then I have to think about getting my head in the perfect place and I can't yeah. hit this guy below the knees, I can't hit him in the head, I yeah. can't even make contact with my helmet. So exactly. It's, true, true. It, thinking how, about so much as you're going through everything. Yeah. And just, thinking of how fast those guys are yeah. moving too. I just remember, you're probably the same way, I just remember back to playing football, it's like trying to take all of that into account as you're going through a player as you're trying to make a tackle. It's like, no, no, I'm just going to throw my body towards that guy and like hope for the best. If I get a concussion, I get a concussion. If I get hurt, I get hurt. But it's kind of an all or nothing mindset. But I do have one, to, before we continue on that, I have one question for both of you in regards to the NFL. Favorite team, favorite player? You know yours is Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Jace. Yeah, you know, you know mine favorite. too. Minnesota Vikings? No. No, you don't know mine. Nah, I don't. <laughs> Go on. Um, are we going all-time favorite? Okay, I'll do, I'll do three. Okay. Well, so uh, Cleveland Browns are my favorite team all-time. Right on. Jim Brown would be the favorite historical player that caused that. So I got interested. My initial favorite team was the Tennessee Titans with Steve McNair, Eddie George. Mm -hmm. I became an Ohio State fan, which sort of brought me to the state of Ohio. But Cleveland, when they came back into the league, were always the worst team. I started playing the Madden NFL video games. Would yeah. always choose them because their 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 logo was a helmet. Yeah. And then I would soup them up. I'd put all the best free agents. I'd put all the best players on their team trade. Nice. And I'd play on rookie because I was seven yeah, years old and it was sick. Yeah. It was fun to, to beat be teams ninety two to nothing for a week and then I'd stop playing. Yeah. But um, <laughs> sounds about right. But I'd make them really great. And then I actually became a fan because they were legitimately always the underdog. Your team always, always beat them. My um, team's an underdog too, so I feel you. But then being a running back in my own life. Jim Brown and getting to learn the history and just the mm -hmm. fact that he's still regarded as one of those players that's timeless and probably the best of all time. But even recently, so Kareem Hunt won me both my fantasy football championships <laughs> last year. So I, I didn't pick him again this year. I you I, always good call. Little, yeah, you but, you were a smart man on that. He would have done well, really well he, earlier he in the yeah, season. I mean, he it just happened. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I actually, I even said it. I, I don't condone what he did, but I, I am still a fan of the way he plays the game of yeah, football. Yeah, me too. And a fan of him in a certain sense. Like, I can be a fan of him as a player, but I don't have to be a fan of him as a person. Yeah. Completely true. different, right? It's like when Michael Vick came back. It's yeah, like, love him as a player. Yeah. Don't agree whatsoever with what he did with what outside he did. of, I love dogs. But he's, one of the thing is, things are that he's worked with PETA, he's actually reformed, and that's something that well, that's happened good. in his household. Like, But he's, he's turned a really negative thing, and whether it's a little bit not his hand was forced, like I, who knows if it's 
genuinely stem from him where people have told him that he should do this. Right. Right. So I think that plays into it a little bit for me too. But the fact is he's, he's seemed to have made a change. He seemed to have gotten better and you didn't hear another thing about him mm-hmm. throughout his time in the league. And he had flashes of brilliance even in the tail end of his career there too. Yeah. Um, so we got Jim Brown, Kareem Hunt, number three. I don't know. Well, number three? You said, well, you no, said so three. Cleveland Browns. No, I, I was just saying oh, because you. you said favorite player. So Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown historically. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would say Kareem Hunt last year mm-hmm. was one of the most fun to watch. I'm, I don't want to say I'm a Baker Mayfield fan yet. No? But I'm excited. I'm excited on the them, future to the Cleveland He's won them three or four games in t- three years. That's four times as much as they've won in the, t- <laughs> exactly. in the past four years. So exactly. we, can be, we can be a little bit happy. But I'll toss it across to you guys yeah. so you can share. I mean, you already said it. My favorite team, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, the Dallas Cowboys became my favorite team in high school because of the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> and they were always known for their cheerleaders. Yeah. And it, it just kind of kept going. And... Now they they just became a solid team that I, I ended up liking. Yeah. Um, favorite player? That's a hard one, man. I don't try to pick favorite players, but if I were to give it, it's not even going to be with the Cowboys. It's probably Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That would be your number one draft pick. Let's say you're playing fantasy football today. You had to pick. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I picked him All in right. the first round. He didn't do me any good this year. Fair um, enough. <clears throat> Fair enough. My so. Favorite player, well, favorite team is the New York Jets, right? Also the underdogs. And it's because... What's that? What? Go ahead. Broadway Joe. Yeah. Because they've been such underdogs for such a long time, and my favorite player actually plays on that team, so I'm kind of even more inclined. Even though my cousin plays for the Bears, sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm still... No love for Chicago. eh? Yeah. Well, you know, I I love him now that he plays there, but um, they're still not my favorite team. (laughs) And no offense, guys, but... He's still not my favorite player. Um, so New York Jets' favorite team. Uh-huh. Now I'll go with you. Historically, favorite player was Brian Dawkins with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. He's, when I was playing football, he was like, that's what I want to be, you know? I want to be a hard-hitting, um, like tenacious defenseman on the, in, on the defense. Safety, nonetheless, too, a which was my on percent. the defense. Eh? Sorry, sorry. You know what I mean. Uh, Weird. Josh, yeah. Josh is the next in line here. Yeah, exactly. I better leave. Scott just hit. <laughs> but he was, like, off the field, such a good guy, good old Christian boy. Like, nobody would ever would ever suspect him of being just such a monster on the, on the football field. And everybody always said, like, you know, such a nice guy, but when he gets on there, he just – flips a switch and he would he would like talk the football before the game and all this kind of stuff. So second to him, my favorite player right now in the league is Jamal Adams. He's he's a strong safety from or for the New York Jets. Oh. So you've Unreal. said this twice now hmm. and this is something I actually wanted to bring up is the Go switch. On. Yeah. The switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's something that I've brought up and I think that if you've played sport at a high enough level, you start to see the different the different aspects and the different even mentalities that people bring to the table. And so I, I equate it as this. There's people without a switch. Mm-hmm. And to keep, I mean, we've been talking about football. To keep it there, there's some offensive linemen that don't have a switch that are, they're protectors. They'll keep the guys out of the way and whatever, but yep. they, they won't necessarily, they don't have that anger streak. No. And you can usually spot those guys. And they might even be successful. They might make it to the pros, but they're, it's, 
maybe the measurables are there, but they don't they don't tap into that aggression. Right. They just can't push it that little bit of extra in their mind or on the field or whatever it is. Because yeah. I always considered myself as somebody with a switch. Like game game starts though, and you go a little bit crazy. Like not you not, tap into that aggressive yeah. nature, and yet you're using it primal nature of yourself. A hundred percent. And so there's the people with that switch that the game starts in between those 60 minutes, you're doing whatever the fuck you can to beat that other team, to score the touchdown, to make the tackle, to make the play. And you, and not necessarily, and for me, it was always within the rules. I'm all Mm -hmm. about fairness. And that's something that to my core, I believe in. And so when anything happened outside of that, I was maybe one person that was like, no, you're going to get yours a little bit. Then there's the guys... (laughs) I think of John Randall always, the the guys who can't turn the switch off. They're always 100% all the time. (laughs) I mean, there's guys that are showmen, but there's the guys that can't turn that switch off. Yep. And John Randall was just like, ah, like (laughs) he he would have the full eye paint. He was probably one of the first guys to do that. And just a madman, fully fucking crazy. And and you just saw that and it stemmed from him. And there's other guys like that. Ray Lewis was another one who just... A little bit fucking crazy, love and love him. But you did not want to get, you did not want to play against him. You did not want to get tackled by him. He would break you as a yeah. human being. But I don't know. It's just, I guess, I want your guys' opinion on hmm. that. Just the switch and what, what you think of that too. Because I have a next point on this, but I do have an opinion. Uh, we're 20 minutes into the podcast, and I really need to go to the washroom oh, go already. <laughs> we're going to talk I shit about grabbing a small <laughs> fucking bladder. woke up at 5 a.m. this morning and have... N- yeah, we talked about this before. I have a small bladder. Anyway, they'll be right back. You guys continue. Run along, little boy. <laughs> Run along. I'm swearing a lot now. I've, 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 I see that. The I, scotch has got whatever. it. Whatever. I'm... Getting passionate about well, it. That Jace was yeah, an asshole. Screw, screw that Jace guy, you know? And just can't can't can't, can't believe hold his scotch. Can't can't hold his water. Yeah. You know. Guy doesn't have a switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't have a switch. He'll he'll learn. Um I I I agree with you on on uh that part where you said like some people have a switch, some people don't, right? I think the people that don't have a switch can learn to get one and to learn how to turn it on. It's, it's a lot harder because if it's somebody who is, you know, they haven't played sports in their life before, they haven't, um, they've never really needed to turn it on a little bit extra, then it's really hard for them to develop it. But I think everybody can come to a, a point where it's, uh, you know what, no, this is the time where I really step up and get serious and, and uh, you know, put the pedal to the metal. But I agree with you in a sense that you can see there's people on the field when you play football especially that, okay, when it's game time, there's something different in their eyes, right? Or it's like, for me, I, it's funny. I'm a trainer, and I train people all the time. And for the people that I train, it's like they have to have – not they don't have to have. Um, but it makes them – yeah, sweet. all right. Well, now he's <laughs> taking his cardigan off in front of me. I'm, well, yeah, we I'm a little be. terrified. Um, <laughs> but there's people that, like, they need somebody else there – or they enjoy having somebody else there when they're working out, right? Maybe it's a little bit of extra motivation. Maybe it's just, you know, you like having somebody to, you know, talk to in between uh, rests or um, sets or whatever it is. Anyways, when I work out, I can't work out with anyone. I can't do it. I'm like, I, I, my f- switch flips and I just go into like, I don't know. I don't know how to freak put it. Mode. Yeah, yeah. Beast mode, freak, freak mode, mode, whatever, whatever it is. It. And I just zone out and it, like there's something different in my eyes. Like I'm just in the zone 
doing whatever it is that I want to do. Like, like we were talking about before, I do a lot of circuit style workouts and a lot of high pace fast. And I'm just, you know, I'm zoned out to everything that's going on around me. And, and that flip has switched and you can tell when it's not for you. I'm sure it's the same way when you're working out and you know, you're not in the right mindset that you normally are when you get the best workout that you normally have. It's like, yeah, I'm missing something. I'm I'm too engaged in with what's going on around me or I'm too engaged in what's happening on my phone outside of this right now. I'm not entirely clicked in or flipped into what I what it is that I'm doing. So um yeah. I I feel like a lot of people have it, but a lot of people don't. I feel like it's something that can be developed, but I feel like once you finally find how to turn that on, makes whatever it is that you're trying to do. A lot easier because now you're fully engaged. You're fully present in what it is that you're trying to do. I think of, I, I hope I can remember all my points here, but go on. One of them is that working out is the ultimate equalizer. Whatever you're feeling that day, say you're super up or you're super down, or even if you're right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I actually find it, especially with yoga, that I can tell the difference in my mentality because you're a little bit more in tune to that. Whereas if you're doing heavy lifting or even a tough run, it really depends on your mentality. And sometimes you're so exhausted at the end of that, that that's all you feel. Yep. But yoga, I'll go in with a negative mindset. I'm just exhausted. I'm not really feeling it. And then I do, and, and I do a great session. You finish with a little bit of meditation. You just recenter. And then you just come out this even keel, appreciative of everything around you. Um, so I really think that that's a cool thing. And then, but I also have that switch and I go full fucking crazy. Uh, Most recently, yesterday, I did an interval run and I did 800 meter intervals. And I I turned the treadmill, I I typically go at a little bit of a faster pace, but I failed at that a couple times. So I just turned it down a little bit, but I did four 800 meter basically sprints at 10.5 on the treadmill. I wanted to go a little bit. I think I might've went 10.6 for a little bit but you're just sweating profusely. I'm listening to angry rock music. I, I also find that, so that was my third point, was that there's a playlist to fit everything. Oh, yeah. And so sometimes you get in there, you're just in a bad mood for whatever reason. And that's when I throw on the alternative metal. Yeah. That's when I put on the rock music and just get lost in that. And I'll, I've, I've recently started doing this. I'm sure it's much to the chagrin. People already think I'm crazy in the gym <laughs> that I work out at. Um, but uh, Jesus, like, yeah, they do. <laughs> but but no, so they, yeah, they already think I'm crazy at the gym I work out at because I do some. They've seen me do Spartan oriented workouts where I'm running on a treadmill, then I run and I do lifts, and then yeah. I go back and then I'm jumping over things, and <laughs> there they are doing their three sets here and there, yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, I tapped into that yesterday, and I just I was going full wild and singing on the treadmill and just kind of yelling. <laughs> I don't even care. I tap into that, and that's that switch though. That's like I'm doing everything I can in my power to get my brain in the right space so I can keep fighting. Yeah. So I can continue through. My heart rate is through the roof. I'm sweating profusely. My headband fell off, so I'm looking like a wild man. Yeah. And I'm just going. And and yet I think that. Because of that, because I found a constructive way to put my energy, whether it's football, whether it's training, now for these Spartan races, which for a while I didn't have that, and I felt a little bit lost in my physical capability. They're working out. But now that I've found that again and I'm, I'm pursuing working out and pursuing something competitively, mm-hmm. I, I can constructively put my energy into that, and then it makes me even keel for the rest of life. And I, I find sometimes people act out now – So the other thing I wanted to get into from this was the toxic masculinity aspect. Mm -hmm. 
And so maybe, yeah. What? Hi? You flip the switch. Oh, uh, actually, sorry. I yeah. Toxic masculinity. But first, I want to hear your... <laughs> I like how Josh is controlling the conversation. <laughs> I, I, so, like, I didn't no, mean no, to no, do that. No, 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 no. Please We're going to stop you from talking right now. <laughs> I just one's... thought that I was like, you know what? I feel like you'll have a very um, interesting point on this. I, I don't know. So actually, the first thing when I walk back in the room from uh, emptying my small bladder... Screw <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, Jay Scott. <laughs> they, they came to them. Thanks. Uh, you know, you know, I have to listen to this and edit it later, right? Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Touch and tips. Uh, um. <laughs> so, with the, the whole flipping of the switch, I was actually talking with Eddie, who is the uh, regional regional manager here for uh, Good Life Fitness, uh, yesterday, and he was mentioning. I don't know if he was on Joe Rogan, but he was listening to a podcast with someone who was uh, who had. You know, I might be getting the story wrong, but he ran. I want to say. Uh, his first hundred, he'd never run a marathon before in his life. And then he went into running his first one being a hundred mile marathon. Maybe David, David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> there <you> go. Yep. <laughs> and wait, wait. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So in terms of going all out, like that guy is a complete beast, right? Yeah. Uh, and it just came oh. to, we, Eddie and I were talking about this, th- this idea of, of callousing your mind mm-hmm. where you have to, it's, when your brain tells you that you're getting tired and that you should quit, it's keep and you, but you can keep going. And he's like, realistically, you probably still have another 40%, if not more, left in your actual body when yeah. your brain's telling you to stop and give up. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's we're not really cap- we don't really know what we're really capable of. Yeah, we don't really know what we're really capable of, and it brings us back. It brings me to something that I know, or someone that I know, we all really appreciate, or we can all admire to a sense. Jordan Peterson, and that's one of his main messages: is like you don't really know what you're capable of, right? I have an acknowledgement of that actually, and one of my favorite courses throughout university, and I took a lot of courses initially out of interest to figure out exactly what I wanted to do because I've always felt like a person good at a lot of things, but didn't really know how to hone in. But I took an English of the 1900s course, and it was a year-long course. I've talked about it previously, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. one of the conversations that came up, and it was talking about Nazis in the Second World War. And he showed us an image, and it was the image of um, a Nazi holding a gun to a Jew's head. Mm -hmm. And he asked us, who thought they could be the person holding the gun? And asked us, like, raise your hand if you think you could be that person. I assume person. no one would raise their hand. I was the first one to do it. A couple people did after. Yeah. And because I have that acknowledgement that I'm capable. If yeah. you put me, and because you have to look beneath the surface. If your family's life is at stake, if your life is at stake, True. if you're living in that time at that place, you've been raised with those values. If you've, there's so not many even, other things at play. It's similar not even to the that, NFL. But like, yeah, not even that, but like even if you think back, like how many people who are part of the, say, the Nazi regiment, like just did things be out of fear for their life. Yeah. Right? Like you either do this or you're, you die, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So you do it, right? You follow these orders, you kill these people, you do things that you probably will never forgive yourself for. Well, what's, what's any different than doing a draft? Hmm. 
That's correct. Right. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Josh <laughs> was pointing to the solid red light in his microphone, which is it supposed seems to be. It backwards yeah, because I'm I think like, yeah. it would be blinking because wherever right. the light thing goes I like up. how it took me, how long are we in now? <laughs> Probably half. I would have noticed on the, the computer. Thank God. Or you right. hope I'd noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Sorry. just got Jay Stu now. Anyways, back to your point, Riley, about yes. uh, tying this in, the whole Nazi thing with the NFL. And the no, to- no, no, no. It doesn't matter about that toxic masculinity. But I, I think... The point that I was getting at is just if you have that acknowledgement, well, fine, he gets it. Yeah. You guys it's last time. Now, now you, now you uh, interrupted my, my thought, so I'm a little bit lost on this story. But, yeah, all right. I'll do a little cheers um, Sorry for interrupting. Define my early. thoughts. i got to recontemplate here. Yes, 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 yes. But Quite. I think that's an um, when you're able to do that, though, when you're able to put yourself in that situation and in those shoes – the point that I was going to make is what's different than from that to doing a mandatory military service. Mm-hmm. So doing a military draft, the Americans did it, I believe, in the Second World War, definitely in the first. I think Elvis was in the second. That, that's, uh, that's how I'm going to remember this. <laughs> um, but you're, you're, maybe they don't believe in what you're doing. I mean, yes, the atrocities that were happening, I mean – I don't think it would happen any different in history. And I think even if th- something similar were to happen today, I would be part of that. I, I think I would fight for people to live and not be persecuted because of their religion, who they are, the color of their skin, etc. So I believe in that. But if you were to force to do that and you didn't believe in the thing, then your life is being put into that. So like, Similarly, the Nazis, like the Germans that went along with it, it's like, that's your country. That's where you grew up. That's where you're patriotic to. That's what you believe in. That's the life you've lived. That's all the people you know. You're saying that in Canada, we wouldn't do the same thing if, right? Like if, if we were living in the same circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it's just that, that introspective, being able to challenge your own mind and your own opinions on things and say, I'm capable of that. Would I ever want, let's have the values that say, like, let's value life. Let's value people and regardless of where they're from, who they are, like all these things, whatever their religion is. Mm-hmm. I know we're getting away from that a little bit today, but like mm-hmm. it's, it's value people for who they are and the culture that they come from. So right. if you teach that, then people are safer than if you're persecuting and killing them for it. But I don't know. I, I'm trying to get at the point, but then there's. I, I'm not sure the point that I'm trying to make with this, but it's just the acknowledgement of the darkest side of your own soul. And that's part of the Jordan Peterson thing mm-hmm. and what you're capable of. And especially as a male, and, and that's not to say now females are part of the military and things, but at that very that particular point, it was males typically that served. I actually had a grandmother that served in the Navy um, as a petty officer and like, you know, but she was there. She was serving her country and things too. So it's like, it's not to not acknowledge that that existed, but, and even if you go way back, the Joan of Arcs and things, yeah. but yeah. I, I guess it's, it's as a man, you're sort of, you're sort of expected to be able to tap into that when it matters, but then at the rest of the time, you're not allowed to. Right. You know, like it's, you're supposed to be civil. You're supposed to obey the rules of your, like your yeah. place, your country, the laws. So I guess that's, a little bit, it's, it's this different dynamic, and it's how can you expect both? And that's even the Kareem Hunt, I'm blowing bubbles here. Um, but even with the Kareem Hunt thing, how are you supposed to expect anything else? Mm-hmm. With, with people that come back from war, 
how are you supposed to expect anything else? And so that acknowledgement needs to happen too, especially in this state of the world where I, I think, I, I feel that it's, it's hard to be a man in this world. And I know that that's super like unpopular opinion and whatever, but it's yeah. a confusing time because you are expected to be all these different things and you can only be what you are. Right, 100%. Yeah. 100%. You can only be what you are. We were talking about this and kind of in the gym when I was training my client, Stephen, the other day um, about, and I think Jordan Peterson's even brought it up, is that the being a middle-aged white male is the worst thing that you can be in today's society. Right. It's the, it can be the most dangerous and threatening thing mm-hmm. to be I don't have right that now. problem. And mainly because we, even though racism has now struck towards us um, and, and as, as a white speaking as a white male there's been a lot more racism as us, but we can't talk like there's a there's a a stigma that you can't talk about it that way right like mm-hmm. it's not racism unless we're talking about say uh the I, oppressors can't become the oppressed right in a sense so, it's what the world views it as oh, you're you've been the oppressors for so long for so many years you've been at the you know the kings of the castle you can't be the ones on the bottom anymore well Realistically, you're the ones that everybody is firing towards nowadays, yeah. right? Which to me kind of doesn't make sense because I feel like it's a, it's an aggression towards a past. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have no control over what my ancestors did, nor do I actually know if they were anything like slave owners or anything like that. But it, it's a scary time now, especially with the whole Me Too movement and everything. It's that my career, everything that I stand for, can be torn down in a split second if it want, someone wished it. To be so. I guess my one point on that is there's um, there's this prevalence of you're allowed to say hateful things towards men, especially middle age or or just white males. Yeah. You're allowed to be like, well, you've lived in privilege. You've lived this way. No, honestly, <laughs> yeah, and, no, and, no. and that's accepted. And I it's like you. I've I've struggled as much as fucking anybody. I've been the guy on the bench that's had to work. In football, football taught me a lot about life, so that's why I bring it up a lot. But it was, you know, you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, you're too small, you're too out of shape, you're too this. And I had to fight every fucking day in the gym to make myself better from grade 11 to grade 12 to make myself into, I molded myself into the person that I am. And I continue to do that. I believe in, I believe in now being a holistic person. I think back then I was, I lived much more a physical life. And then I eventually saw what, the the dangers of that life because it's it's that it's honestly so it's what we've talked about it's like you work hard and then you go party and you do drugs like you live in that physical realm so it's like you you you're willing to sacrifice your body for everything mm-hmm. but then you come around and you go there's more to life than just this this living in this physical realm there's the intellectual realm you got to be pushing your mind you have to be learning and I was always on the cusp of that. I always went to class. I always did my homework. I always, but it never, never really resonated with me. It wasn't until I got into personal development that that really started to go. There's more to this. I need to learn how to better myself, even. Right. And then emotionally, it's relationships and how do I effectively, how do I be a good son to my family? How do I be a good brother? How do I be good with a partner? How do I be good? Like all these yeah. different aspects of life. And then even spirituality came into that, and which I don't follow religion, but it's it's finding your own sense of how do I orient myself to doing good in the world, and what does that look like? What is what is an optimal life look like? What's my purpose? 
And for me, it was finding my purpose as, and it, I'd always said it was people, but then it's using my voice to help people it seems to be part of it now. And I do want to physically do things to help people too, like whether it's volunteering, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I just, I see life that way now. And, and it's just, it's that much more fulfilling now as opposed to living in those states of just like a single thing being your complete focus. Right. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I know I go on these tangents and just, but that's no, the, that's, uh, that's at the deepest, though. that's the deepest part of my soul. And that's, I don't think a lot of people see the world in a similar way that I do. And I'm only coming to realize that now. I mean, it's a little bit pagan in, in well, the sense of it. I feel like you have this very, like most people have this way of looking outward on the world and like where they want to go and every, everything. And the way you talk is almost like you look inward and then outward from yourself. So that's the existentialism. That's, right. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a great thing. I think that's where everybody's... Like that's where your true power, your true motivation, your your potential lies within yourself, right? And it's looking inward at, at what you can do to better your life, not what everyone else and everything else can do for you. Yeah. And, and I think that it's easy, it's so easily said, but it's so it can be so hard to do. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Well, it's frustrating to watch people, mm. and, I, I, and maybe you get this because you're a personal trainer as mm. well, and this and by this i mean i'm speaking more particularly towards the the nutrition side of things mm -hmm. yeah i have yeah. a very uh select few clients that i got very frustrated with in terms of nutrition yeah and i get a lot of excuses in return yeah and i never asked them for those excuses i never asked why you ate the way you ate i'm yeah. just pointing out that this is the way you ate and this is what needs to change and they give me excuses as to why this happened and what they can't do. And I, yeah. I, that seems to be so a common mentally theme. mentally frustrating, isn't it? It is because it's – I, and I try to remind clients this way. And, you know, some people, it just it's in one ear and out the other because mm -hmm. they just don't understand um, that you have to make the changes. Like I, I'm here and here to help you as much as I can, mm -hmm. but I can't force the right food down your throat. I can't force you to do the exercise you don't want to do. Nope. You have to do it. I'm with you for one hour. You're with yourself for 23 hours. Exactly. How many hours are there in a week? 168, right? Correct. How many hours do you have your client out of those 168? Usually two to four. Two to, four. Two so. to 3% of their time. Exactly. I, I've never thought of it like that. No. It's, just you, Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say you think about how much time somebody's going to, you know, from our point of view, like we're, we're, we're trainers, so our job is to help somebody achieve their desired, you know, whatever, if it's... um something specific, like they need to lift a certain amount of weight or they want to look a certain way or they want to reach a certain goal, whatever it is. We can, we know how to get you there. We know what to do. Yeah, We can tell you what to do. You have to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're the one that has to do it. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you for one out of your 23 hours. Hey, you know, Riley, don't go home and, you know, eat that whole pizza and eat that scotch Man, or drink that scotch. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One day a week, I'm going to, well, it's not wine, but, right. and homemade But pizza. I can say, don't do it every day, right? I can say it. Don't do it five days of the week, please. Yeah. Like, that's how we're going to get you to where it is that you want to get. Inevitably, you're the one looking in the mirror at home at the end of the day being like, yeah, you know what? That pizza looks pretty tempting. Yay or nay. That's on you. Yeah. Make your choice. Yeah. And you have to live and, with that decision. Well, then don't get mad at somebody else or make excuses or blame anybody because it's on you. It, any, anything. Not just gym, life, work, 
whatever. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I'll sit there and with their like nutrition log, and I'll just like I show them the highlighted items of things that they probably could have avoided and yeah. things to start improving on. Yeah. And all I get, they just start talking. They start making excuses left, right, and center. And mm. I just sit there, start smiling. And they're like, they look at me weird because I'm smiling. Like, oh, yeah, I know it sounds bad. I know it sounds bad. And I'm like, I never asked you to, to give me an excuse. I'm just giving you the right fact of what needs to change in order for you to lose the weight that you want. Yeah. And you're giving me, instead of being taking the positive route and saying, hey, Kay, you're right. And this is what I need to change mm. from now on. You're saying this is why I didn't change, so that that's a a problem I think when it comes to a mindset and looking at something like that. You're looking at what you can't do or what you've done poorly instead of what you can do. Stop mm -hmm. focusing on what you've already done poorly and start focusing on what you can do yeah. positively to change your life in a positive manner in the future. Because 100%, back to it, it comes down to you. You're the one that can, you're the only one that can choose to change yourself. No one else can force you to change. Exactly. If you don't want to change, you will not change. Yeah. Learn from your past and apply it to the future. Yep. That self-discipline is so important to learn. And there's so many different ways to learn it, too. Um, I'm trying to think of what it, what the other points that I came up. Yeah. I, get, I get lost listening to to, I do the same thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I realized even in myself that I get really loud at certain points, and I, I know that I'm. tone it back. I, I know way. that I'm loud initially, and then I go like I almost start yelling. But I understand if it's it's funny because you understand how the people around you shape you, and like the, we were a family of five, and mm -hmm. we fought to get words in at the dinner table, yeah. and you go like. Yeah, that's the that's a rising up. You you have to mean what you say, and sometimes you have to enforce your opinion. And I guess that's sort of become my norm. But it, and I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I love seeing that. It's it's funny to see a lot of us in the same place where we're sharing stories, and we we each find our circles, and we share our stories, and then we share stories together. And it's yep. it's just it's fun. We're we're in our element when we're at a holiday party, and we're. Sharing, we're shooting the shit. We're sh sharing our stories. We're telling jokes. We're like, you know, can be the life of the party. But it also has to be. I think I don't know if it's everybody or just like a personal thing. But like when you're in your element, yeah, you're just you can see the people and like. But I can find my element in different places. Like the gym's my element. In that situation's my element. And yeah. then there's other things that come in too. But it's a fun. It's a fun thing to play with. It's just like those energies. I'm. I'm actually seeing that. That's one of the notes I wrote this week, actually, is I want to pursue entertaining more as just my, mm -hmm. my I, I, I find that that's my purpose, like learning how to better use my voice to make positive change, positive difference. I'm not sure exactly. Music has helped me in my life. I love music. You've got to speak in accents all the time. That's, that's your hidden truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could take on an English accent. English, English. I got to tap into the English. You see, Russell Brand is my inner self. That, that's the one you know. Why did your Except mannerisms yes. change? Because, because you got to tap into the character. You got to be Russell uh, Brand. He's a little bit effeminate. He's, he, he's tapped into that part of himself that uses his hands and acts out from his inner self. Yeah. Here's the thing, mate. I feel like I could do an Australian accent and I feel like I don't need these hands at all. That's the funny part about it. It's just like you get really dirty with how you talk. You know, it's not, this doesn't sound proper. This just sounds like a bunch of shenanigans here. I'm going to spare our audience <laughs> yeah, from me don't. even where's, where's attempting accents, an Jake? accent. Yeah. you got to have one. 
You gotta have no, one go-to. No, I have multiple accents that I can't control, and I will jump <laughs> from one to the other. I can start in something like Irish oh, and move to God. British and French, and you it's just it's uncontrollable. I I almost spit you out almost that scotch. Spit <laughs> <out> that scotch <laughs> laughing at what Jace just said, and I was like ready to come over and just hit you. Like, don't you dare spit out that scotch. Oh, I would never. I would never. <sighs> you don't you don't want to be wasteful. No, you can't no. be. I feel like this is the most male conversation we've ever had on the podcast, and I mean Go this on. in a good sense though, yeah. because. I, and I saw this happening initially as we talked about sports, we talked about war, and now it talks about like yeah. either sex or porn or something because that's <laughs> the next. That's the only thing that we haven't really. The problem when you get a bunch of alpha males in one room. Yeah, yeah. We're all alphas. War is that and a? Sports. We just like. <laughs> we gonna, is, is there going to be a fight to the death? Most likely, the by the end out. of this, but, one of us will be dead. <laughs> I the think. other two become the hosts of the podcast <laughs> from now on. Yeah, we're really just trying to figure out, moving forward, which two hosts we want to go with. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's just... That's why you've been feeding me scotch. Make me weeder. weaker. I mean, oh, I'm... Weeder? We're... weeder, exactly. <laughs> oh, there you go. Jace. Uh, yes. Thank you, sir. Uh, I was going to throw it <laughs> from far away. I saw that. I saw that. Should I put it back it here? Yeah. <laughs> Make the shot. I'll play bartender. This As these two I here, I will now Riley slowly pours the cup full of whiskey. That's something Josh and I constantly do. Where I don't even know where it started. The Sir Sire, my yeah. liege. Well, mine, my, my dad is from the South. Thank you, Riley. So I'm just Welcome very... Yeah, <laughs> Welcome in. Yes, <laughs> quite. Tapping uh, into your new My dad's from the South, so I'm very like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, madam. You know, of course, yeah. Very respectful <laughs> with the way I talk. A lot of people don't, don't like that, though, which is weird, you know, no? like... Yeah, predominantly a lot of older women. They just you just call me ma'am, you call me madame. I'm like I'm sorry, I don't mean any disrespect by it. I'm just, I'm just trying to be yeah. polite. I'm trying. I don't to know be... why people dislike being called things like ma'am. Or, well, maybe it makes some. It's sound a connotation old. of age. So exactly. ma'am sounds like an older female adult, and they don't mm. want you to be. Yeah. It's so yeah. But sir doesn't though necessarily. No, no, That's sir. the interesting thing. No. It's Even some guys go, sir's not okay, though. I've really? had coaches be like, don't call me sir, because yeah. I didn't, my dad, maybe, or whatever, or yeah. serving, if I served in the and, wars, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, Mr. Such and Such was my father. Call me, yeah, call me call Riley. Me See, and I've always been that way. I, there were the coaches that really wanted you to call them by coach, their mm-hmm. last name. And then for me, I would be like, Mm-mm. Well, Coach Coates sounds really silly. Yes. So, Coach, Coach Coates. Coates. <laughs> Rolls right Double off the tongue. Yeah. Coming um, on the podcast today, but Coach Coates. Call me Riley. I don't know. Is yeah. that, to me, I don't feel... I think it's because I don't feel that separate from that. I, you, If I'm coaching football, it's I've, I've, I'm close enough to that that I still relate to it. I don't know if eventually I'd want to separate and be... You, you need to give that respect because I've been around the sport. Right. But I actually don't think that I'd ever be that way. I just want to teach and I want people to learn. I want them to have fun. I want them to learn the lessons from the game. Yes, I want them to take out some of the negative aspects. And that's right. even, whether that's society, whether that's sport, I think it's let's get rid of some of the negative aspects and let's promote the positive aspects and let's see what positive differences we can make. I think that's what you can mostly do. But then there's the side of it is what's going to be positive for somebody is going to be negative for another. So it's, yeah, everybody has to find their own way. Everybody has to find their own you know method of doing things. Yeah. Do you find that this hmm. this system tends to keep itself in balance? The fact that I, I look at it, it's easily looked at in U.S. politics where there's the left and the right, yeah. and they're co- 
constantly jockeying for position, but when one's in power for too long, it shifts to the other side, and it's just back and forth. And now you're seeing this, let's break the system a little bit because it's been too much in this box of politics, politicians that have been around there too long, have gotten too many donations, and there's too many hands in the pot, and then it becomes a little bit suspect. And so they wanted somebody from the outside to come in. So that's, I mean, that's what Donald Trump has been. I'm not, it's it's no judgment on politics, really. But even in our own, I find we happen in a much more moderate sense. We don't have as much extreme. I, and Canada's a little bit towards the socialist side, in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're like, we're about the people and taking care of each other. We're not, the American dream was, we want a better life for our kids and our everything. We want to make more money than our parents did. So there's mm-hmm. that. There's that push to rise up the ladder. Whereas Canada, I feel that there's more of a sense of, you're, I don't want to say you're only as strong as your weakest link, but it's a way to, it's, we, even the people that are on the street, you need to help people too. Yep. And you got to have money in that programming. So it's, it's where's, but there's that constant flux of, and I think it's the, the two eternal energies at play. I, I really think that, I, this is something that I've, I always play with in my own mind. But it's that sounds really weird. Um, but could have no, sounded a lot worse. It could Go have on. sounded a lot worse. <laughs> Go on. But but the fact that there's two energies and they're constantly just, they they almost dance in a sense. It's just if you have too much of one thing, you're gonna have another side rise up and just change change where we're at and and change the script a little bit. But it's. Really, the world happens in almost a balanced sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think most of it happens in this middle ground. But I think it's almost that acknowledgement in the self is one of the most important things that you can do. Like, whether it's masculine and feminine energies, and yes, maybe stereotypical. I do understand there's different gender dynamics and things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. But in the sense, masculine, feminine Yin yeah, the, Yang, yeah. whatever it's, it's you want to call ground, it, you're right. yeah, order but and chaos. Middle ground. The what we see in like the news and on social media a lot, and what everyone complains about is is really the extreme sides or extreme ends, both ends. And even Jordan Peterson's talked about that. So that's what we argue about, right? Yeah. And when we want equality, and it's like, well, there are biological differences between men and women, but like these are. Here's the middle ground. This is what's going to work for 90% of the population, and then the rest is, or 80%, whatever it is. Extremist. And then the rest is, is falling on the outside. And, like, yeah, there's going to be, like, it, like Joe Rogan talks about, if you have someone who, who changes gender, um, who's female and, and takes testosterone, <laughs> if you put, a, put her up against an absolute beast of a guy who's been training all his life and has been had has testosterone like, throughout his body for the last 30 years, like he's going to destroy her. Yeah. Right, but yes, there are going to be those women that can take on certain amounts of men, but it's not. Again, it's not. You're never going to have this super balanced act, right? So I, it's, I don't know. It's well, it's it's funny because you can't have true equality. I don't think we're forced with these questions now more than ever before. We've never had, in a in a sense. I mean, we're in the most advanced civilization we've ever been yeah, in. That's a hundred percent. This is the best time to be alive. We, we live longer. We live in relative peace and safety, rather. Although in, I've always wanted to know before. what like what it's like living in medi- medieval times and wearing armor. 
I was always wanting to uh, live in the Western times, you know? Put on a little Western accent. Yeah, I don't think you would survive that long. I probably wouldn't survive very long, but I feel like I'd get away with it. For me, it's Sorry, the Roman right. times. I, I go way back. Oh, I started rewatching. Memento Mori, out of boy. What does Memento Mori mean? Remember oh. your death. Thank you. Right. Uh, um, Josh has it tattooed on left side, right over your heart. Yeah. There we go. Stripping down and showing tattoos. <laughs> so. Actually, let's get into that because I don't have a tattoo. Mm. I know what I want if I get a tattoo. What and do you I like, get? Uh, I want a sword. Yes. And in the hilt, I want the yin and yang symbol. Nice. So it's sort of that honor. And, and initially, I wanted it uh, facing down my spine, mm -hmm. but big. You, Brock Lesnar has that, for lack of a better term, he has a dick on his chest. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he has a sword on his chest, oh, but it just it doesn't it, looks, it doesn't look great. Yeah, fair balls and uh, it's, it's not a good look. That's that's calm down. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> we, we, a little we, flustered we in here. <laughs> we got the visual. Good um, day, that's. But funny. I wanted a sword down my spine. Yes, something about the spine is being a pivotal. I mean, you have your brain, your spine, depending on yep. how you look at things. But it just oh, you always to... have a brain in the spine, no matter how you look at things. I wish I had no bones. <laughs> yeah, just this gelatinous blob on the ground. Uh, oh, Family Guy. But go thank on. You for that. Yes, th uh, thank you for the catching the reference. Yeah, I, I love I love when people understand the reference mm -hmm. points. I think you get along with people that have had similar experiences, experiences yeah. and just but they get the stupid shit that you say. Yes, yeah. Whether it's whether it's Billy Madison, <laughs> you can't just. Cheers, nothing. Oh, Favorite movie. We just did. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. But go on. Sorry. So uh, tattoos, tattoos. Tattoos. But I I think I just want it on my arm now. I think I want a sword, I think facing up on my arm with a yin and yang in the hilt, I think fairly realistic as opposed to cartoony or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and who knows what else could be part of it too. But there's just something about the honor aspect to it and the duality and the different energies. And I go, that would always be me. That's always how I'm going to see the world. That's always what I'm going to believe in. Mm -hmm. So there's never a time that I would regret getting that tattoo. Mm -hmm. Right arm, left arm? I You've been pointing I, to your right. So I yeah. think right arm, for, for the fact that it's my dominant arm, it's mm -hmm. the one that I, would, that I would battle with, that yep. I would... And and yet the left arm is maybe the more reading arm, the whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, the gentle side. The, of the Riley. gentle side. But I think I think even in myself, one of the things that I'm proud of is I've balanced out those energies. I have that switch. I can tap into that that side. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is I I now value the intellectual side and the and the different aspects. So it's it's all of like how you view yourself and what mm -hmm. you believe in and what you want to be, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, so it's a personal journey. So you want to externalize those beliefs in the form of a tattoo. Right. It's basically what I did. Yeah. So. I, yeah, in a sense. When are you going to get the tattoo? Mm, yes, yeah. timeline. The a dream is just a dream until it's given a timeline. I mean, do you have a gun right now? or Wait, is, that how, is that how that quote goes? <laughs> no, not at all. I just, I, I think I just made that up on the comment. No, I mean, there's a quote. Is there uh, actually? A dream is just a dream without goals. Mm. So have dreams, but have goals. What? <laughs> um, that was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Chase, tattoos. What would you like? What are you going to get? I was supposed to get mine on my 30th birthday, which is almost a year ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you I'm also on yourself. blood thinners right now, so I can't do a tattoo. Fair enough. Hopefully, I'm hoping maybe, well, I'm told not to do it in summertime. But Why? Uh, because then you're out in the sun and you can't, you have to have it like uh, wrapped I got up. mine in summer. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, but you have yours under a shirt, right? Most of the time. Well, uh, I, I, I travel around. Sh- Josh, yeah, I'm, pretty, shirt right I'm shirtless up. a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, that's true. At work, you are. For some strange reason. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't get into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, All these snaps. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, snappy. by the way. Next topic. <laughs> Good host. Let's get away from this. Um, oh. Tattoo, though. Um, I do want two crows uh, left mm. side, though, that connect to the heart. So heart all the way down to probably mid-tricep slash bicep. Uh, that kind of wrap around it, almost like an ink-style painting. It's uh, Crows have been a kind of family tradition or family animal, I guess. Um, and I'd have two of them. One would represent my father who passed away from ALS when I was 10 years old. One from my sister who passed away, uh, last June. Mm -hmm. So, uh, me and my other sister planned to get, uh, two crows done in kind of different ways. Um, so we still have to coordinate that. So hopefully, hopefully to do that by the end of this year for sure. Right on. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot actually. Yeah, just kind of represent family and where yeah. they came from, and just like to fl- have it flow out from the heart. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, and I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure there will be more to it, but I need to think. And that's the other part. I need to actually think it out, see what it, it would actually look like, put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to find something online or do my own drawing of something or attempt my own drawing. It's been a long time since I've drawn it. Drone, drawn, drawn, drone, 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 I was even talking about it a little bit earlier today um, to somebody, but uh, girl that I'm seeing. Um, <laughs> Whatever. I, She's going to hear this she, now. Yeah, does she listen? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, he doesn't mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that. When you guys fight about this, he doesn't mean it. Just remember <laughs> that. Just play my, my voice in a we'll, soothing we'll tone in the background. <laughs> yeah. But I brought it up, though. And, and, like, you go through loss in life, though. And mm-hmm. so I lost my grandma to cancer, on that side of the family, to cancer, I believe it was in 2001. And that was a really tough time. It's a weird time to cheers. I'm not <laughs> sorry, lie. I'm sorry, Riley. <laughs> cheers to family, how about that? Cheers, cheers to family. To family. Um, Love you, Ma and Pa. <laughs> no, but lost my grandmother in 2001. And then like, yeah, it's weird, it's weird yeah. now. It's just, it is weird. Um, but no, it's, and you go through loss, but you go through loss at those different times. And I was young, and I, I thank my parents because they kind of shielded us from it when we were young. And I think that that's an important thing. If, and we didn't really see them wear it on their sleeves, which is, Good. That's, that's an amazing mm-hmm. thing. Like the fact that they were that strong through that time when it's your parents, like, I look at it now and much older, and it's like, it sucks. You know you're going to go through that at some point, yep. whether it's your parents or siblings. Like, I'm the youngest in my family. Who knows what's going to happen? You really don't know day to day what's going to happen. Um, and I'm not, I mean, call it masculinity. I'm not much of a crier. 
I, I get frustrated. When I get frustrated, I get upset. Mm. I, I don't necessarily. It's when things really like pierce the soul is yeah. when I when I cry. Mm-hmm. Like and and I can only count on like on my one hand the times in the past ten years that I felt that way. Football has caused one of those, and and death and and things have caused a couple more. Um, but uh, yeah, so my grandfather, he. So he played in bands. The last time we heard him play was his 80th birthday. Played the trumpet, sang, and like, you know, it was difficult for him to do. But he was able to do it, and he was still a showman. You sort of got the glimpse of that. Yeah. And I love that. Like, it's, and and I even see it now in what I'm trying to do in terms of entertaining and why I love music so much. And you see the different, you get to see the different influences that people have had on you. And then he passed away. And his band, who are all much younger than him, that he played with for like 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. But they all played at his funeral, but then there wasn't anyone singing. Like, and it was, but it was the, it was the most beautiful send-off. Like, it's, it's like, this was his life, and this is beautiful music being played. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is exactly what he would want. Mm-hmm. And that, that just got me into, like, tears. Like mm-hmm. that—that that was the thing. It was like is the most beautiful thing that you could experience in that moment, and it's weird to just think like it's so amazing to like then carry that person with you. I—I th- I think of a time this year where I was reminded of it. Um, the first half marathon that I ran, the first song that came on, and completely by chance, I made a playlist for the the run. I knew it was going to take a while, and I put on. Dream a little dream of me. So that was the song. <laughs> dream a little dream yeah, of yeah. me. And beautiful. that's not quite beautiful. The, thank you. That's actually not quite the tune. God, he's but, majestic. <laughs> but as I was crossing the line, that song came on, and I just went like I felt like he was mm. with me in that sense. But like it's an overwhelming rush of just like yeah, like he's there with you, or he he was at least watching over you as he did that. Yeah. And, and I never understood it until that moment, like when people talk about that, because I never really had that experience. But it's like, it's strange to see beauty even in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like you're thinking of, of somebody who's passed, but like the effect that they've had on you, the fact that Still this there. song is on, their mm-hmm. play, on your playlist, the fact that they have, they have sort of molded you into who you are and what you're doing and what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's it's like, it's such a beautiful, like, I almost feel that I'm living more towards that, towards who I am internally and those influences now than ever before. And that's a cool thing. Like that's, I feel in a reflective state in this past year of the things that have happened. Like this podcast mm-hmm. started, I know, now we're going to go full circle. This podcast started in late February, early March. I mean, mm-hmm. the planning yeah. process was, was... Since January, yeah. Since yeah. January. Started from a young professionals group, but I... I feel that I'm starting to tap into that that self, that inner self that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And that that is in honor of those people that have come before and that are still around, that still affect. And I'm I'm quite happy about that. Like I'm it's it's elating to just feel more yourself than ever before. Mm. And that's what I feel. And yet there's like you go through those dark t- like you know there's the ups and downs mm-hmm. sometimes daily sometimes weekly sometimes in different aspects or areas but it's fun when you like when you reflect and you see how far you've come 
mm-hmm. is, is, are some of those most rewarding moments and most rewarding times. Uh, I, I've said it before, like I, as in my earlier years, especially in my early 20s, I was never into personal development. It wasn't even a, a thought of mine. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was my sister who was always the one helping other people. She would even at the the cost of her own well being. And I'm sorry. Oh, you guys are on your third already. I'm way behind. Well, for God's sakes, catch I'm up. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you don't have to catch up. <laughs> no, mm. I know. I'm just kidding. Go York. He does. I got to be careful because I'm on blood thinners as well. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on. Let's calm down from you. Actually, I haven't been on them for 24 hours now. So because, because <laughs> prior, I have surgery on Monday. Yes. Second knee surgery. Sorry, a little off topic. Uh, but yes, I, I got into personal development. Um, I guess my sister. Yes. Put that right in there. Uh, my sister was always about helping other people, and she got her way even at, at, at the cost of her own well-being to help other people. So it wasn't always in the probably her best interest, but she did. And yeah. it was not not even after her passing. It was well before passing that that I think, and I didn't realize that until after she passed that I kind of got that from her. Is that I I came to this point where I was like okay, you know what? I need to start helping other people in my own way. And my sister was always about helping people with their their addictions and their problems. Unfortunately, I don't think I've ever really had a real addiction to like, uh, at least not to something like maybe food, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can laugh at that, but like that's a, that is a serious problem for a large majority of the population. I've had a video game addiction, if that makes you feel any sure, better. Sure, I'm sure I've, I've, I was addicted to World of Warcraft back yeah. in 2004, yeah. so. Hell I think yeah. I've been close to a lot of things. Yeah, but like Whether I've never had an addiction. Porn, even. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> no, it is really porn, video games, and drugs. Close. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, damn near. Just yeah. share. I've never been seriously ad- like addicted to say alcohol or drugs. I've never really done drugs in my life. A- anything that that kind of is noted in a large uh, way by society as, as being a big problem, right? But, mm. but my sister has gone through that. She was a, a, an, a, an addict of opioids, and and I mean, ultimately, that's what led to to her death. Like it was through that. Um, and so, although I don't know how to help people who have uh, addictions, I try to help people in my own way, and and that's why I became a personal trainer. And it was like, it was like one. Day, I used to work for Rogers before I work uh, worked for Good Life, and and mm-hmm. it just kind of came up one day, and I was just like, you know what? Like, how do I go about? Like, I'm at the gym every single day. I'm doing this. Like, I, I feel like I have this this sort of knowledge that I can help other people better their lives too, and I have this like sort of motivation to do so. So, how do I go about doing that? And then the best way I saw was to be a personal trainer, and I started inquiring. The first thing I did because I was going to Shapes at the time was inquired there and they, I got literally no answer from the email I sent mm-hmm. them. Um, and so I emailed uh, Good Life Keniston because it happened to be the closest to my place. Um, and the uh, assistant uh, general manager at the time emailed me back within the day. And before I knew it, I had an interview the next week and uh, a week after that, I was quitting my job at, at Rogers to go work at Good Life. Yeah. So I feel like it's through my sister um, that and and even though it was before her death, it, it is kind of through through that grieving process of, of her and how what she went through in terms of her drug addiction, and even after her death, that I've learned so much about myself and what I'm capable of that I kind of want to spread that and help others with it as well. 
And although I never really, I don't wish grief on anyone, um, those who haven't gone through grief yet, it's interesting because I can almost, when I meet someone, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it, and it's not mm. a judgment in any way at all, I can tell whether someone has gone through grief or not mm. it, in, a, in an interesting way, in a, as a close grief. Like, it, it's one thing to lose, like, um, an uncle that you don't really see that often or some, some other family member mm. that, like, yeah, obviously it affects you in some way, but not a... a opposed to someone like losing a, gran- a grandparent or your father or your mother or a sister or brother. Like those, mm-hmm. those things really affect you and they really make you dig deep and ask yourself these kind of important life uh, questions about yourself and what it means to be mortal. And it's really interesting. And, and I think I was too young to understand it at when my dad passed away when I was 10 years old, but when my sister passed away last year, that was kind of one of the first questions that came to mind was is just like, wow, like when's my time to go? And what am I doing to, to better help this world and the people in it and what can I do? And it wasn't less about, whereas my, when my father died, I was, it was like a lot of just like inner pain and not knowing how to management manage it. Whereas when my sister passed away, it was like, Hey, what can I do? Like, what more can I do? And less about, okay, I just need to hide away from all of this. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I've, I've definitely did not cope with it in the best way possible either. Literally the day after my sister passed away, I got belligerently drunk and, and like blackout drunk and by 9 PM to in order to numb that pain but even but now a year and a half later i look back at 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 kind of what's happened in the last year and a half and and i i look forward towards the future and, and what i can possibly do to help other people and, and i think that's part of the reason we talked about like nutrition and how i we, it can be frustrating to deal with people who don't realize that they need to change yep yep that's where that comes from for me like the fact that i know what it's like to lose someone. And, and, and I don't think people see that in a serious light. And someone who desperately needs to lose weight, someone who's diabetic, where your life actually depends on it, or not, not even that, someone who's just eating poorly and st- slowly g- gaining weight. You are quite literally choosing to shorten your life. You, and you have to realize that. And it doesn't have to be yeah. through smoking. It doesn't have to be through alcohol. It doesn't have to be through drugs. It can be through food. It can be through these things that, that are socially accepted. Yep. You are choosing. Yeah. And it's your choice. You are choosing to end your life prematurely. So yeah, when I see when awesome. someone comes into the gym and gets a starter pack, and a starter pack at Good Life is, is something, it's like a short uh, either four or seven sessions. They set up with a trainer, uh, whether, and then they figure out whether or not they want to go long-term training with that trainer. When someone comes in for that and then they leave saying, no, nah, I'm good. And I've had that before. Oh, yeah, me too. I've had, oh, I've too. had doctors come in who are severely obese and diabetic and have kids and that are not even teenagers yet. And I've had that serious conversation with them. I'm like, listen, if you want to, I'm and I, dead serious, like deadpan serious. Mm-hmm. If you want to live to see your kids graduate, this is what needs to start happening. 
never saw them again. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. And that's the sad part about it is that people know. And that, that, and I don't take it personally, but at the same time, that hurts me. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah. why? But you, you did as much as you could. You brought as much as you could to the table. Like, that, that is, I don't want to say like shock value, but you, you said exactly what you could say. In that. Uh, mm-hmm. You, and, and yes, they might even be like, this person's trying to scare me into buying more training, blah, 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 well, blah. And I think but, that example I gave of that doctor, like that's a, that's a real example that I had probably about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, and I had to, to talk to our boss later on just to, to calm down because I was so riled up from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley riled. Um, yeah. um, that I, I needed someone to calm down because I just didn't understand. I didn't get it. And then that's the first moment. The first moment in uh, my job as a trainer. (laughs) Bad luck to cheers and not drink. Always remember that people at home. It is bad luck to cheers and not drink. But um, that was the first moment as a personal trainer uh, with that doctor and, and having to calm down after that. I realized you can't force someone to change. No, and we no, talked about no. this already, but you, you can't. And, no. and, and it's unfortunate, and you can try to force and push, but the more you force and push, the more they force and push back against you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink? Yeah. Right. Is that a horse? Yeah. <laughs> or was it in some other yeah. animal? I, think, I, think <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know. It might have been a know. horse or a camel, either one. <laughs> yeah. Either one works, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, you can change yourself, but you can't change others. It's 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 interesting, and I, I make I mean I think I forget sometimes because as someone who who's so self motivated self motivated I'd yeah. say and oh I don't I don't even know about developed like, no develop you're working you're developed in the sense that you're trying to progress yourself always in a always. in a in a better like you're in self development yeah there's always something more I can be doing towards. this the thing like yeah. in terms of everything in terms of being a trainer in terms of knowledge and I, especially when I became personal trainer I didn't did I was that such a rude awakening to realize how much, how little did I actually know about yeah. working out and exercise? I think almost anybody who gets into the industry is so overwhelmed by, like, just how much can go into it when you really get going, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. I was like, you don't know how much you don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Just from a like a personal training fitness standpoint, it's like, okay, once you get into it, you think you might know, oh, I know how to do, you know, supersets and giant sets and pair exercises together. And like, you know, I could do um, push-pull exercise, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then you dig deeper into it and you're like, oh, there's so much more that comes into play. Yeah. Right? Like, do you have injuries or things that you're trying to overcompensate? Is there... It, there's just so much that goes into it. Sure. Yeah, 100%. And so I say this to people who are who want to change mm-hmm. but feel like they can't is that anyone who's working out and trying or anyone who's doing any sort of fitness, anyone that's doing anything to try to better themselves is constantly pushing themselves out of their own comfort zone. Yep. So until you're willing to push yourself outside your comfort zone, you're going to eventually hit a wall. Yep. Right? And that is exercise in itself. And when you become comfortable with what you're doing, and that's great, 
that means you're comfortable doing and you're, you become almost a professional in that sense. Say I do a bench press every day. I don't know how to do a bench press or push-ups. I do, I can't do a push-up and I do them every day until I can actually get a push-up right. Yeah. I've become p- comfortable with doing push-ups. You have to find a way to make yourself uncomfortable again in order to progress yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to become stagnant. And I feel as though that's almost our job from the training standpoint or, w- or what our position is in, the, in, in that field is it, we're the person. So here's the line is in the middle. We're on the right side of the line, and that's the uncomfortable area, right, yeah. where, where the person goes to get uncomfortable, but that's where progress is, right, in the gym aspect, right, in their body, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. They're on the left side of the line, and they're, this is like joy, happiness, comfortable. Ah, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right on, right? Our job as a trainer or our job in well, that area next? is to be on the right side of the line, just, you know, nudging them over. Come on. A little on. bit more. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more. All right. They, they, they find the courage because that's what it, it takes, courage to change your life, to get uncomfortable, sure. to sacrifice immediate gratification for, you know, future um, gratification. Yeah. So we're on the other side of the line. Yeah, come on. It's all right. Yeah. Be fine. You'll be all right. You'll be good. Get them over the line. Awesome. Now there's another line to cross, and we're on the other yeah, side of that. Yeah, there's always a line right? to cross. There's always a goal to be met. Mm-hmm. Like that, the fact when there isn't is a problem, mm. right? And um, th- I mean, I have so many goals I want to hit constantly, and sometimes and, and failure is part Me of too. that t- process too. But you yeah. learn a lot from failure as well. I mean, I gained 25 pounds when I was off for surgery. Yeah, and I just I just last week lost those 25 pounds finally. Which at a boy, by the way, six yeah. months just to get back to where I was six months ago. But you did it. Yeah, and so now it's like, what's next, right? Mm-hmm. But like every day. Every, and I feel like a lot of my, even my clients don't, don't see this. And, and they're like, oh, you lost 25 pounds. You're looking great. That's awesome. Like, I wish I could do this. I'm like, you can. You yeah, can. You really? You can. can. Like, you just don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. You got to realize, like, I'm willing, and this is how I've been for the last eight years. I'm willing to come in the gym seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm willing. Do you think when I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. that I want to go sit on that bike for an hour when I get to the gym? No, I do not. In fact, the first 10 minutes on the bike are absolute hell. <laughs> I yeah. hate it. Yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you get there, you're like, all right, I'm but then, I, But then it's it. like, hey, that, that first little bit's done. That little chunk is done. And yeah, then yeah, the next yeah. 10 minutes, not so bad. And then I start to get tired. I'm like, okay, let's push through this. And you push through that and you get that. And I wish I could explain how it feels. And I feel like you can't. Because you just need to experience what a runner's high is. And a a runner's high doesn't necessarily pertain to just running. It's just, I guess that's where it came from. I get it on the bike or you can get it. Yeah. You get it from working out or whatever. It's just that, that, that kind of like little bit, like when you're exhausted and you push a little bit more to the point where you can just feel like you could just keep going. Yeah. 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 And and I I get that on the bike and it's, I can almost time it to a T and it's Mm -hmm. right around the 40 minute mark. Mm Mm-hmm. That I get so exhausted and I'm like, okay, I just got to push this next five minutes. Yeah. Got to get past my brain saying no. Mm-hmm. And then it's just home free from and there. And the endorphins kick and in endorphins and you start feeling in. great. And, and and it's just smooth sailing from that. It takes a lot of work and but, a lot of time. And But and that's just an example of like how you get outside your comfort zone. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to work out seven days a week. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to do what I'm doing, if you want to lose 25 pounds as fast as I did, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, yeah, you're going to have to do as much as I am or more. Mm-hmm. I and and a lot of people do more than what I do. And you know what? I want to do more as well, but I have to also work my way up to that. Yeah. So it's, it's a slow, slow process. It's a just 
piece by piece. People don't know that I do this, but whenever, because the bike is one of the few cardio equipment that I can use because Mm -hmm. of my knee right now and the the condition it is, people who get on the bike beside me or a bike in the same row as me, they don't know this, but I'm competing against them. In the corner (laughs) of my eye. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. I could 100% see that on you. I know know what level you're at. I know how long you've been going for. I I see the heart rate monitor when you press, when you touch it. Like I see the time. You're getting off first, yeah. or I'm dying. Like that's a Will Smith saying, by the way. He yeah, says, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if when you and me get on the treadmill, you're getting off first, or I'm going oh, to I, die. I'm, I'd kill a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, let's not take that sound bite, but let's say on the treadmill. I spend 40 uh, minutes on the treadmill running intervals and at high paces, and yeah. I see people running hard and they're doing their job, yeah. but I go like. I'm the exact same way. It's it's not a competitive thing because this is me training, but I go, I am just, I'm demolishing myself. If you cannot see, but I know you can see. Oh, yeah. I'm singing at the top of my lungs because I'm trying to get my brain in this mind state that I'm going to keep pushing through. I'm the same way as you in that that, uh, aspect, whereas... I'll be running in the morning. I have like, I'm trying to reach a certain 5k time or, you know, I'm trying to do a certain amount of miles in a short period of time and somebody gets on right next to me and I'm trying not to look at their screen and I just yeah. all of a sudden glance over and I'm like, oh, just bump up the speed or, you know, are Secret- they covering more distance? In yeah. The, you and know, secretly, the- I want them to notice too. Me I want too. Them me to too. notice so that, that they try harder bad, so that I, I can try harder. It, but yeah. I'm like, just, I just want you to know that. I'm trying a little harder than well, you. The same thing goes with my clients, and this happened a couple times, but it hasn't happened nearly as much as I, I wanted it to. But because people are, are generally pretty nice in person, but 100%. but it has happened before, and it usually comes from uh, not to, to sound uh, racist, but it usually come, has come from Asians, and who who and, and I get it. No, no, All right. no, I get it. People people Maybe. look at me and they're like, "This guy's a personal trainer." Oh, like I'm not. He doesn't look like he's in the best shape of life. Yeah, like I have fat on my body. I have body fat. Right, like yeah. I, and then I show but them pictures of where I came from, and like this is how far I've come. And they're like, oh wow, but like I, I still don't get like you're gonna train me, like you're gonna do this, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. can do these things. And I'm like, hey, let's like let's have a little competition. What do you want me to do? And let's see who does more. Yeah. Hey, do you yeah. want to do push-ups? Let's see who does more push-ups. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go on the bike? Let's see who goes longer on the bike. Because I I'm more than willing to do that. Yeah. I may not like I may not always look it. But my the knowledge and the fact that I'm functionally strong is still there. 100%. And, and, and then maybe that's me talking myself up a little bit. But 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 it's you true. Are. But it, but How it about is true. from a second party over here? Yeah, thank 100%, you. 100%. I As agree someone with who that. works with me every day. Yeah, exactly. I see you work out every day. I see you, what you do in the gym. Yeah. And, and obviously, when people who notice that, and I, and I don't even take it, I, I always smile. Because, like, it's, it's, you know what? Because it, it just reminds me of like, hey, you know what? If you don't think... Like if they see someone who's super jacked in the gym or whatever, and they compare me to them, I'm like, good. Imagine how much further I can go now. Mm-hmm. If I can still do what I can right now, and I look like this, imagine how much further I can go. Yep, exactly. So you have no excuse. You're like if halfway I have throughout no the journey right now. Yeah, you're halfway throughout the journey right now. You're wait, to go back um, to bring it back to what you said before about David Goggins. Right, yeah. running his he's never run a, a marathon before, and then he runs an ultra marathon, runs over 126 miles. I think it is, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it, like he was in the middle of his transformation when it comes to 
like he was this you know big husky 250 60 pounder um pounder big you know beef head in the navy and then he's trying to do a ultra marathon you know where it's no no offense but if you're 230 50 pounds you're not you're not built to run 130 plus miles right so you're in the middle right now of running yeah. that ultra marathon you're exactly. in, or in the middle of being in a place where that's what you can do no problem yeah right so now now it becomes a, a place of danger because i actually have i have surgery on monday and i gotta make sure i don't fall off like i did in the summer right mm-hmm. so although that kind of sucked and but it, it was a failure i learned a lot from and i came back even stronger come september because i actually i actually just finished my 90 day challenge today so 90 day challenge meaning uh, so I did, I've done this in the past couple of years ago. Uh, it ended up with a, a shoulder dislocation. Um, that ended it up, uh, on day one, I want to say day 122. It was around <laughs> in the 120 somewhere. I was trying to get, I'd finished my 90 day of camp. Like, okay, I'm going to go to 180 days straight. So this is the idea of this is you work out every single day, seven days a week, uh, without an excuse. The only excuses to miss are whether you're, you're if you're super sick yeah. or, family member or family something problem, happens. something happens. Yeah. Family but the idea is if you miss, you still have to make up for it on the next day or the day after that. So your, your workouts become twice as long and then days coming. Um, so I did miss two days yeah, in the middle because I was unbelievably sick. I'll second and, that. And I even texted you. I'm like, man, you know what? I don't I like, this is yeah. day, it was a day 70 or something it was like day that. 70 something. And I will and I take like, the blame for that because I was the one who told you I was to like, stay hey, home. Man, like, don't I don't want to miss ego. today. Should I still come in and, and work out? Like I was willing to let go of my clients, but I was not willing to let go of my yeah. workout. Yeah. But you told me like, okay, don't. And then the day after I felt absolutely terrible yeah. too. So I was like, okay, imagine if you tried to come in and work out on that day. But so the idea was I, uh, I missed those two days. The next two days were Saturday and Sunday. I worked out for four hours on Saturday and four hours four hours on Sunday just to yeah. make up for it, yeah, it while wild. still feeling feeling like crap. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking this right now that we got to do sober November, sober October, sober October. We, I don't like October as the month. I think I actually like November better. I can go but, any but, month, so we can really. challenge can each other ahead. in a fitness challenge. Go and on, see I'm who, game. I can do that no problem. The most. Right. I don't want to do this right away because I think. I'm I'm heading into January and starting to train for Spartan races yeah. and things. So we got to do it at the end of that season and mm-hmm. whatever. Fair enough. So, and I think it does coincide well with the sober month. I think it's funny saying that drinking a scotch right yeah. now. Yeah, but, but this is the, that's different. The, one of the things I just wanted to mention though, it's like it's really cool that we can. I kept thinking, I, I hate it because it's a Lewis Howes thing, but he wrote the book called The Mask cool. of Ma- Mask of Masculinity. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I I really feel like. The cool thing that's happened today that I've never experienced during a podcast before is like I feel that our masks are off in a sense. Yeah. And it's like we're able to talk freely about deep and dark things that like you don't typically talk about. Yeah. True. And that's a thing that's sort of missing from the world. Like we it's it's easy to talk on the surface level of like there's always things and stuff when we do the goodness. normal podcast there's a part of me that wishes i could go that deep sometimes but i feel like maybe our guest is not maybe well acquainted enough yeah. with us to to go that deep nor yeah. really is the audience willing to always listen to that um i don't know it's interesting yeah. but I, I do enjoy i enjoy when especially joe rogan's podcast go Love it. really deep into yeah. it and, and someone's able to really tear down 
yeah. like the deepest, darkest. Deconstruct who you are and, and yeah. why you're doing everything. Deepest, darkest, darkest depths of the soul. Yeah. And there's like, those, there's those parts to everybody. And it's like, and you, we've even talked about how those things manifest today mm-hmm. too, which is really cool. I know we've talked a lot about working out in sports and things. And it's like, yeah. I think that's the thing that we all have in common. But what's really interesting is like, we can talk about these dark things. Like, I think people are really shy to talk about those things because they're mm. like, you, you really do need a certain level of comfort and connection. 100%. And it's funny that we're willing to put this out. Like, we know oh, we're God. being recorded. I yeah. But I, yeah. like, I think that's one of the things that, one of the reasons we've all connected, likely, is just like, we know that there's that level. And I, I, like, we know that we're able to share and we won't be judged and, like, we appreciate each other. And even before, it's funny, though, because sometimes even before you fully, like, verbally connect with somebody, yeah. if that makes sense, like, yeah. you can sometimes feel... A sense a, of connection with them. I was going to say a soul connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds kind of funny and sounds it sounds cheesy, tacky. but whatever. Whatever, yeah. But, it, it, but you can feel the, the people that just resonate with you. I know that playing dodgeball and things like, and it's it's funny. We always go back to that. We always go back to that. Speaking of which, I'm looking forward to being able to play dodgeball again. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. I got invited to play. I didn't. didn't, I didn't. I didn't respond to the text. I I meant I, but I, my, it it wasn't the same people that we normally play with. It was somebody else who just knows that I play dodgeball. But it's like Jason's in there. But you consider it, and then you go, should I say yes, no? Typically, I always say this, that I'll be a sub on whether it's a touch football team, but I can't commit to fully because there's always other things at right, play right, and yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I'm doing and training for. So I typically say that, but I pondered it and then just forgot to respond. So anyways, that's, that's where we're at with that. But no, it's 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 funny, though, because it's it's something that transcends even age. It transcends color it transcends your religious background it trans like there's just sometimes there's those people that you feel need to be in your life mm-hmm. or like that you want to be in your life i know like jay specifically i i always mm-hmm. felt this like unspoken connection and then mm-hmm. we started to connect when we worked together and then yeah, it took it was, a little while but i got there yeah. it took a little while and even now there's there's times where we well sometimes we, you don't know right when I when, definitely when I first met you because it was through dodgeball, I saw you as this like very outgoing, uh, very uh, sports athletic person. So it was kind of daunting, right? Because like I'm not like that at all, right? So, but once I got to know you, there's like this really deep. I always find that funny to me. What's the, that? The, the, that the people say that, think that about extrovert. you. Mad- I, had, I had friends tell me yeah. this week. You, whatever you're com- you can go say. on. Um, but I had friends this week close friends of mine that I've never heard this from that were like, yeah, he, he doesn't stop talking. Like he, <laughs> and I go, well, I was like, really? Like, own it. I, own it. I, own it. I, there you go. Yeah, I'll cheers to that. Own it. Whatever you are, fucking own it. 100% um, to that. Keep going. Go, yeah. I do need to empty the small bladder one more time. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can, we'll Get talk shit here. again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Get out of here. Sorry. Screw that guy, Jace. Jace. You know? Yeah. The hell with that guy. Indubitably, yeah. Sharing sharing his soul with us. But then we talk shit about him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's gone. Time to tell you all of Jace's secrets. All right. So, no. No, but. But go on, yeah. I think I knew parts of his story. 
and even about his sister and things. Like I never knew, yeah, like I, I never had that conversation with him. Even today, I've learned more things about yeah. his story that I didn't know. Me neither. And and it's like, but I felt that connection regardless. I was like, this is a good person. This is a similar minded person. And then we eventually connected. We had these long conversations with each other. But it's just it's such like an amazing thing. And even I think. We had an unspoken 100%. connection. I would agree with that. And it's, but it's so cool when you see that manifest and you're like, okay, these are like-minded people. You almost don't ever have to, like, if it doesn't ever happen, it doesn't ever happen. No, I think you have an unspoken connection with the people that are on the almost a similar um, life path as you. And that may sound very hippie, but bear with me. The, I mean, people that are trying to progress themselves and have a better life for themselves and they're trying to, you know, they may have had a rough and rocky past, but they're trying to, uh, they're trying to have a better future, right? And they're pushing themselves in a, in towards a, a better future. You're always going to be able to connect with those and you always feel it from each other, right? You're always going to be able to connect a lot more with those people. I, I think the same thing in the sense that there's the people that have rejected that, that have, that are living in that place where they go, I don't want to do that. And, no, and it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. I think, I, think I want instant gratification is what they think. I, instant gratification. And there's all sorts of different, it manifests in so many different ways. And there's so many things that people aren't willing to, uh, aren't willing to challenge in their own lives or accommodate. Like I am trying to get the right word, but it's yeah, like, yeah, I know what they, you're trying to are, say though. They aren't willing to address it. That's probably the right way to say it. Yes. So they aren't willing to address those toxicities in their own life. They're negative, they're negative things and negative things even in their own mind. And so, and then there's the people that, that are somewhere in the middle, like some, and I've been lost. I've a hundred percent been lost. I've been We've on been that lost, other though. side. We've all been lost though. And, and it's Some funny. of us are still lost. Some of the people that might be listening to the po this podcast are still lost. And and I actually think that's part of this podcast, starting this podcast and things. But there's like, hi, Jace. We missed oh. you. Hey, Jace. <laughs> hey, buddy. Come there's almost down. people. Yeah, he was here the whole time. <laughs> people listening to audio don't know that. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Ooh. Yeah, that was Sorry. Good. good good neck crack. I don't have those anymore. I've, I used yeah. to have those every day. Yeah. My brother will, like, my little brother will look in my eyes because he knows I hate it and just, <laughs> and look at me, and I'm just like, oh, I hate you. Don't, never, don't do that. I don't know when those went away. I used to do God, I love every them, day. What, crack your neck <laughs> or crack, crack neck. everything? Yeah. Crack everything. My, no. My uh, back every once in a while, but yeah. my neck, I never have to crack anymore. Never, I haven't thought yeah. of that until this very moment. Don't do it, please. No, 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 no. I like because I don't need to. It's yeah, crazy. Fair. Let's hop back on this train. Go on. Go I, on. I, Sorry. I just also there's more to talk about in this. We're gonna have to circle around because I remember we were talking about tattoos before, and there's two ideas that I have that I want to get that I have to remind myself to say later. But continue on. Well, put them out loud, and then we'll continue. Oh, all on right. This all right. Um, <laughs> There's two ideas that I have um, that I really want to get. So one is Memento Mori, which is that I already, have, already that. have that. Right, I already have Memento Mori. You There's get two other one that ones. Says Memento Mori? Yeah, I wish. It's the same <laughs> tattoo. Over if you're the same tattoo <laughs> twice, be, so maybe the, on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Balance out the chest. Um, <laughs> so the one I have right now is Memento Mori. Yeah, you are Mori. weak on the left side. And man, my, <laughs> it's, it's on my left side. My right side's I, a little weak now. Um, jokes. 
<laughs> which is memento mori is like translates to remember remember your death right yeah. so live this life the best possible way because you only have one Yellow. Right? Yeah, exactly. In a sense. <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> my tattoo is a Drake song. <laughs> Put YOLO on yeah. the other side. We got it. We got the other two. But the other one, or the, one of the two that I want to get is, um, so I was, I was raised a Christian, and I would say now I'm an agnostic with Christian tendencies. Yeah, right? yeah agnostic. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm um, not quite sure. Yeah. You're spiritual, right? Yeah. So. You're, so I'm pretty yeah. fucking zen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so because I was raised Christian, I, I read a lot of the Bible, and one verse that has always um, stood out to me is Psalms 23, which is, Yea, though I walk through the valley yeah. of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Mm. Right? So... I, I don't I don't know why I've just always really 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 like related to that that verse in the Bible. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Right? You want to get that as a tattoo. I want to get that as a tattoo. Where would you put that Almost on? I you know I'm not Before. sure if I would get that on my back, if I would get that on my arm. I would like to get a half sleeve. Um, and another idea that I have is because well, at okay. your forearm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's okay. So you, did you he put the you yeah, put the watch like, up, and I saw the forearm. Yeah, and I went, <laughs> just this meaty forearm right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of you. Quite meaty. Yeah. Quite, well, thank quite you. It's quite meaty forearm there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one would be so. My my I'm I'm basically a mutt if you look at my background, okay. And what I mean by that is, so my dad is African, he's Nigerian, um, Congolese, and I believe somehow because he just got a 23andMe test done, I think somehow Scandinavian, which is like, yeah, exactly. Everybody gets two percent Scandinavian. Yeah. I don't know like, why. Why is, right. why is everyone jumping on this 23andMe train? Is I, this actually proven though? Like, I don't they, know. I don't know. This is just my parents. Like, they got it done. So highly of God, I love them, and and they got it. So I'm trusting them. Hey, if you guys want to sponsor, yeah, <laughs> you guys want to sponsor the con, 23andMe, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, my, so yeah, my dad's Nigerian and Congolese and my mom is, oh, she is like German and French and English and Swedish, I believe. Oh, so wow. I feel like I'm just a mutt you're of everywhere. everything, well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're within two longitudes. Yep. Like I would agree. North to oh. south. So I would like to get a half sleeve of... What the shape of those countries We're look running like? Out, but we got it. <laughs> yeah. Cold water. We'll Some make bacon do. Yeah, this will do for now. Watered down. I don't want to go get the other ice that I put in the freezer. We'll save this for you, Jace. Yeah, so perfect. We'll sure I'll get. I'll get. Yeah, dumper in there. Um, but yeah, so big I want to get um, the outline, like uh, outline of each country oh. on my arm of oh. what I am. Right, because I That'd am. Be cool. Yeah, and I feel like that's why I've never been. Would you incorporate like Manitoba? the flag of those countries in some way? <laughs> What's that? I feel like I've never. Flag been... of the countries, and then I said <laughs> Manitoba. <laughs> Just a buffalo. Let me get Canada in here. You gotta throw um, it in. But yeah, like I feel like I've always been like a little bit of everything. Like there's not one group that I would say that I relate to more than another. Do you know what I mean? There's not one group of people or one culture or whatever it is that I relate to more than another, I feel like I get along with everybody, with with everything out there. I think Man, that's I, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I feel that about myself yeah. in the sense. 
and I think a little bit less about countries and race and things, but more just like social groups. Mm -hmm. I've always considered myself kind of an outsider, but also a social chameleon. I feel yeah. like I've enjoyed flexible. In, yeah. Yes. Interacting with everybody and you, appreciate I everybody. And I think you touched on it earlier, like, uh, no, maybe it was you, uh, talked about being an introvert. introvert. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Lots did it again. Um, I, I, I like how I have to do that to, like, punctuate my point. That's okay. Yeah. I think it works really, really well. So Thank you. Um, I but think it's fucking stupid. You were saying, like... <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. We appreciate each other, but we talk shit sometimes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. We've already talked shit about uh, Jay <laughs> twice since he's been gone. I mean, so smallest bladder in the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've had to pee Sorry. for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes. You can go so. pee yeah. No, no, I'm going to we'll champ this out. We'll see you're in silence. I will champ this out. Riley in the, in the eyes. But, uh, uh, so, sorry, what about like, the introvert? We got yeah. about 20 minutes left. That's yes. all I yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, like, Riley, I would say, is you're an extrovert, right? Or well, this is what, But this is what I was trying to He's touch extrovertly, on earlier. extrovertly introverted. So you're a functional introvert, is what I would say. Or is you're an introvert with functional qualities? I actually, you'd be surprised at, I actually, I, in my youth, I would consider myself more of an extrovert, more of an honest extrovert. I could go into social situations. I'd do whatever I wanted. I think social conventions, to me, limit my ability to be my complete self. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said that exactly right, and it yeah, kind of scares me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but on it, that it, note. It, and so I break out of that from time to time. So when I tell you that I go sing Bohemian Rhapsody, and I, yeah. that that's more me being me yeah. than the me that goes there and just orders a meal and whatever. And I almost feel that everybody has that to a level. Sure. But I I'm, I consciously try and tap into that. Um, I think true, but, true extroverts are actually pretty rare. I, I agree. And yeah. I, I think the older I get, the more introverted that I become. I think mm. that I'm I'm primarily an introvert. I If you spent time in my mind and see how many thoughts are swirling around and how I try and... But I Decipher. I, decipher but come up with ideas and build things out and go around and think about society and I think about all these different things. I, I honestly, I'm glad that I found podcasting because I think I might have exploded if I didn't have some way of just sharing Damn, my ideas. Be, that's a lot of guts to clean up. Are, are you saying I'm fat? <laughs> that's very mean. Well, um, well, you've had one too many scotches today. <laughs> Well, I guess since we've had no, but since we've had you on, yeah. I look at the picture of me when unbelievable man, unbelievable change, and right? and that was already had started yeah. my. It's the same with you, man. When you came back uh, to the gym after your surgery, say, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I see you were talking before time. before before we go on to what I was gonna say. It's funny how you call me out on that, and you were talking earlier about <laughs> verbal tics. So last time in the podcast, I don't know if you noticed this or not. I listened Separate to it again. Thank you. I said right a lot. But right? there's some things so, that you can't. Uh, verbal yeah. ticks. Now I, I have a, a bad thing. snap tick that I keep <laughs> bringing up. So thank you for calling me out on that. Um, last time that I was on the pod, or sorry, after your surgery, you know, mm -hmm. you had came, came back to the gym and, and you'd gained a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say, from like a friend standpoint and a coworker standpoint, like how incredibly proud I was of you for pushing yourself to a position where you've 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 lost the weight, you've you've 
you've put yourself in a better spot than you were when you came back, right? And what a, to all of your clients that you have who have given you excuses that you were talking mm -hmm. about before, not, not all of them, but no, some no, of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, how they'd make some excuses about like, you know, oh, I can't come to the gym so much or, oh, I can't, um, you know, I can't look after my diet or look at my diet so, so closely uh, because I can't make the changes that you can do. Mm -hmm. Like, man, you, you did it right in front of them. I mean, it, it took time, but it was consistency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, that is 100% true. And to the people who say they can't, like, I'm really no different than you. No, not at all. There are days when I want to have that you, full pizza. You guys look a little different. I'm not Go on. <laughs> you look a little Go on. You said, why, why did you say you're no different? Then, oh no! I'm no different than I, I'd say, like oh, in, in terms of yes. the, thought, my from the like, last time that we did the podcast. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, too. I was gonna say yeah. it just in my ability to do anything. Really, like all it was is this, a decision that, that I wasn't gonna let what happened while I was out from surgery keep happening. Exactly. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's really it. Don't worry about it. I mean, we could just share this, too. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> We're brothers. Blood brothers. But this is, this is just the beginning. No? <laughs> Shit. This is just the beginning, too. Like, I, I would like to do continue on to 180 days. Like, that being said, kind of impossible when I go in for knee surgery. Yeah, exactly. Day. Unfortunately, my friend, it's it's not looking in the cards well, for we'll, you. We'll now. see. We'll see how long that puts me out for. Yeah. Like, it's not... I don't think it's going to be three months this time or no, even a month. So it's going to be... Maybe a week, I think, and I'll be back where I was, and and I can start maybe a new ninety day challenge then, mm -hmm. rather than doing one hundred eighty days. Yeah, because if I look at it that way, then it just becomes a failure. Like, oh shit, I can't do one hundred eighty days. We maybe we'll just give up. Uh oh, <laughs> you may as well put some in there. Fuck your one hundred eighty day cha challenge that you keep talking about. I know you're excited about it. Good. Always day. excited about it, and I know to those who say that, yeah, the, but then isn't overtraining a thing. Yeah, it definitely is. But structure your training in a way in which that you can do 180 right. days in a row. And All right, I know we love the fucking gym, but you're, you're <laughs> so talk let's talk about something. Okay, yeah, fair I'm enough. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. So that, Josh brought it up. That's the, that's a problem you're going to have when you have two personal two trainers, trainers in a room to <laughs> but, together. But that's the thing. And then I talk about sports. I talk about football. I'm, we I'm have right that guy. I we know. Yeah. We were supposed we to talk about, about relationships. We never got around yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. You know what? Before we do about that, uh, yep. in terms of we talked about this on the podcast before, just my, so this won't take any time at all. Um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, Jace, I believe it. Yeah, uh, push project. Uh, yes, Josh, Josh and I actually started filming yesterday for the first time for push project. It's been a, a, a kind of a over six month thing that we've been trying to do. I, I wanted to do it in the background yeah. so that it didn't overwhelm. Well, the we thing. actually got some good footage no, yesterday, awesome. so I'm yeah. going to start putting it together. Uh, on my time off, and uh, yeah. hopefully something good will come of it, and I can share it with uh, Be The Change as well. Yeah, and awesome. I really like what it represents, too. Yeah, yeah. Really, really like what well, it represents. Good job, you. The thing that I'm... It's like, let's all... Let's all benefit each other. Let's all... Let's like, all push each other. Push project. Um, let's all be <laughs> the be change. There. But I I think it's like... What I, what I realized, it's, it's even in a message that I, I shared yesterday, but it, it's... Sometimes you have that feeling of like jealousy or somebody might be trying to use you for something or whatever. And yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know what? And and actually this is a Joe Rogan thing for sure. This is water. 
Yeah, but it's cold water. It's <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. It's okay. But Go on. it's mostly a Joe Rogan thing where he says that sense of competition, just it, in some senses, just yeah. give that up. Yes, when you are playing football against, you can't give that up because you're just not. It, no, it, it's it hard. It's ingrained in the thing. Yeah. But why not lift each other up? Why not give a hand up to people? True. And so I had somebody ask me a question, and I went, well, what's their motives? What's their... And then I went... Fuck this. Like, why am I thinking this way? It's that, it's the, how, what's the mentality? It's the, the mentality of not having enough to have a, a abundance to, what's the other side of abundance? Like, lack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just not having any. And it's like, yeah, I could be jealous of this person because I kind of understand what they're looking to do. Anyways, all that's to say is, is like, help each other. Bring each other up. Let's, if you have the information, share it because might help them on their track. Maybe that was more meant to be than what was meant to be or what you want to have happen. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes it is putting that ego aside is the most difficult thing. It's both drinking at the same time. All right. Um, I saw that out the corner of my eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like, too. Oh, but it, boy. Should I wait? <laughs> it's, it's, no, I tried to time it up. So it is, it's funny the duality. Again, we've talked about sports and training and all this side, and then you talk about trying to help people and, and benefit others and... And so there's this weird juxtaposition of life itself. And I know that we keep talking, I, I keep bringing this up, and I think exactly. purposefully so, the, just the duality, the fact that there is that, like, there is that competitive life. There is yeah. that driving yourself to be better. Yeah. But then there is the care for your fellow man, mm-hmm. but, like, fellow person, yeah. whatever term you want to I'm, use. I'm glad that you acknowledge the competitive side because I think that is super important. I don't agree with with the sports that don't keep scores with their kids. Yeah, I feel either. like they keep score anyway. there is unhealthy competition yeah, out there, but there's also a competition is also healthy. Yeah. And, and there's toxic masculinity and then there's being a man in the yeah. world. And there's, you can't, you can't put the two together always. Right. Like, no, no, not at all. I'm trying to think of there well, was one relationship that you wanted to uh, no, touch but on. It's, it's interesting. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Go is, 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 well, now you can't just leave yeah, it exactly. there. It's you interesting. Can't, you can't get us hyped Riley up for about half an hour. Riley is seeing then. someone, as far as I know. We don't really talk that extensive on it. Yeah, I have not. Well, Whoa. but it, I mean, there is that sense of sharing with the public is a different thing, too. Go on. Um, that's no, fair. I, if you don't I want think, to share, that's fine. No, no, no. But I think it's it's... Interesting to see the different dynamics, what people bring to your life. I think there's uh, the thing that I struggle with is that there's passionate relationships where you're really driven towards people. And then there's caring relationships, almost friendships, but it's male to female friendships where you get along and you. And, 100%. And uh, dare I say, this is maybe the most controversial thing that I'll say, is Go that on. there's wait, the... Wait, wait, wait. Go on. So you got to contemplate this. But yes. there's there's the yes. wife and the mistress. Go on. But, Go on. But nobody talks about this. So again, in the duality, like this comes up in history. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not married, I'm not whatever, I'm not in a relationship. Like, I'm, I'm not in a committed relationship. Okay. Yes. So there's the wife and the mistress, and there's the 
there's the hierarchy, there's the relationship oriented, there's the person that accepts you completely for who you are, and there's the person that brings you up in society. And how do you how do you juggle that? And how do you find the person that's like the middle ground of that? And I think that's the thing that I struggle with. And that's the thing people don't acknowledge is even throughout history, you've had presidents with the hierarchical we we talk about uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it seems like the obvious one. He has Hillary Clinton, where that's the one where they built themselves up together. They both ran for president. Snap. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> I punctuate your point. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Sorry. Interesting, because um, I think if anyone, to speak on the whole relationship side of things, probably Josh is probably the well, most well-equipped out of the three of us to, to, to answer that. To, to, answer that I maybe I uh, think. in terms of like middle grounds different and perspective it's true it's, it, i mean i feel like that's any but, but anyone is why did bill clinton need monica Lewinsky? like what did Mono, monica Lewinsky give to him that that hillary didn't and it was the one that accepts him youth. for himself youth beauty whatever and it's like there's that side mm. of things and then there's the hierarchical like get you to the next like like we're gonna make form this partnership to get to this, and that's happened throughout history. If you look at Game of Thrones, if you actually break down Game of Thrones, you get. I don't think get, Game of Thrones is history, though. I'm well, sorry. it's a representation. Of history. <laughs> okay, we'll the Last Kingdom, whatever it is. Like, there, no, there's, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Spartacus. Like, there's so there's marriage. Like, there used to be arranged marriages. You used to used pay to be, a bride yeah. price. And that was who gave you status in, like, in True. society. Yes. And you would marry because she was the daughter of the next king, and that would create an alliance, and that would bring you up. It wasn't out of love. It wasn't out of, like, care. It wasn't out of the person that, it's like, of status. would accept you. Yeah. It was status. status. Yeah. 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 You're right. And then there's the person that accepts you for you. And that might be, like, I don't know how to explain that without saying very derogatory term. Like... Well, in the sense that, like, I'm I'm watching, I'm rewatching Spartacus, and there's like the slave girl that like that would like be there and be there for you and blah blah blah, and that you'd have a relationship with. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong or anything. Whatever. I'm not, I'm it's, not it's, condoning. It's the way that it was. That, it's, that's it's all the that way we that can. It was. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that. What are we gonna was. do about it? Oh no! What a shame. And so, like, eh, like isn't it interesting though that there's the duality even in that, where like even in relationships, there's the one that accepts you for you, mm-hmm. that you can be completely yourself, that loves you, that whatever you, and and so, actually, the red wedding. When he dies, oh, because he loves her. That's he when I stopped watching marries. that show. That episode right there. It hits you to the core because oh. it's true love. He does love her. But you need more more of a sense of duty if you're going to be king of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You do. And so what's what's the middle ground? What's the middle? And is there a middle ground or do you have to choose? And is that... Again, a reflection of the duality of life, and that's that's all I want to throw yeah. out there in terms of relationships. And I don't, I've said this, I've had this conversation with partners and things before, but like there's, and I'm completely honest to a fault. I I think to a fault. I'm because I think, how can you be anything different? How can you like the person I like? Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, that yeah. speaks to me, but um. Again, I do, because in certain relationships, it's like the person that fully accepts you, you can be fully honest. The person that, that like, you might have to hide things. You might, like, yeah. Bill Clinton, he probably hid that from her as long as he could. Yeah, yeah. 
So how do you be both? How do you how do you progress forward? I don't think I know you can. that's I know that's the most that's controversial. Nobody ever really talks about that. Mm-hmm. I it's a funny thing. Like, but there can be successful relationships. You can have care. I don't I don't think that there's like there's no wrong way. No, I don't think so either. I mean treating people badly is wrong. Yes. Fair enough. Okay, there's you, one well, wrong way. Abuse is yeah. wrong. You have um, to also like look at history and the way we evolved. Are we meant as as a species? Are we meant to be monogamous or polygamous? Poly- polygamous. Monogamous or polygamous. Polygamous. Thank you. And that goes that goes for both genders too. Like, are women supposed to be monogamous or there's and then there's the things like there's I'm trying to because it's. We're on territory that's very controversial, right? And, very, it, and so you very. want to say the right things. You want to make sure to, like, mean what you say and say what you mean. And, Beautiful. and yeah, but it's, it's so, so in terms of genders, we're raised in different ways. And also, like, you look at the evolution of things and you look at women as, like, they have more invested in any relationship in a sense because, like, they have to carry a child for nine months to term, mm-hmm. have that child, and then typically the mother's been the caregiver. Throughout history, even yep. today, typically the mother is a caregiver. So it's it's like there's more invested in that interaction. Um, I don't even know where I want to go from here. But you're, but you're, 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 you're thinking of it as in from a point of a male where... Okay. I, I I know what you're trying to say, but I don't know how to articulate it. Again, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's hard to um, trudging along yeah. very uh, volatile ground, yes. especially in this uh, day. This yes. day and age, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I am going to the washroom, though. <laughs> I do need to do it. Should we wrap we it up? About, then? No, we got about seven more minutes. I think there's okay, like I'll we got to bring this too. full circle. We're gonna have some. Important point about the universe. And about the universe and relationships. <laughs> and, and relationships. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm so like ill-equipped to answer anything about relationships whatsoever. I haven't really been in a relationship for years now, like a real relationship. And I've always distanced myself from people. And I think over the last year, I've definitely spent time just trying to better myself for sure. So I, I like, I don't know. Should we talk shit about Josh now that he's gone? We should talk shit about Josh. I don't know what to say. He's mostly just an attractive <laughs> actor. <laughs> Say good things God about damn him. It. Um, he's, he's. I mean, he inappropriately touched me. He <laughs> <laughs> <We> touched tips. <laughs> we inappropriately touched tips. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, Josh is actually an all-around great guy. So we actually I, we can agree on that point, hundred percent. But so. Yeah, go on. Back to the relationship thing. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it's. I feel like there should there needs to be some more some sort of middle ground where you can be find someone that's honest with you and that's going to accept you for the faults that you have. But I don't know if that exactly exists though, in anyone. And I, I don't think that actually ever occurred to me until like, I think my worst relationship was with with someone who I worked with years ago, who told me that they were divorced had and they had two kids and we were in a relationship for a while and she ended up cheating on me with someone else I found out and through that I found out she was actually still married so she was cheating on her husband with me and cheating on me with somebody else 
and this was actually a pattern throughout history. So she was very, um, dare I say, narcissistic, which I think is still true, to the point where like it, it kind of destroyed me for a while, to the point where I am, um, and this is probably the lowest point in my life where I uh, took half a half a bottle of Tylenol, um, and. It's very unlike me. Like, I'm not suicidal. I don't think I'm that way. Um, but I had to go to the, the, the hospital to make sure I was okay and to see if I needed my stomach pumped. And they need, didn't because I'm such a big guy. I guess I, my body just handled it. I was going to make okay. light of the situation, but... Go, go on. on. No, yeah. But anyways... But Smart move. No, but that, that, rela- that relationship d- destroyed me for the longest time. And to, even to this day, I have trouble uh, trusting uh, even any woman I meet now, and it's very much it's it becomes an issue in any relationship I any try to sort of really serious relationship I started start to try or try to start, um, and that that's the first thing you notice is like I'm not very trusting. Um, I get jealous easily. I, I I automatically assume that they're off with another guy or something that like that enters my head. That, that automatically based on that one situation I had. But you've had a very skewed um, situation. Exactly. Right? It's it's been very much extreme to one end. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and it got to the point where like I wanted to expose it to the husband and everything, and, and I didn't. And and uh, eventually I learned to let it go and forgive them. But it, that took a long time. That took a like I wanted to destroy them. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I wanted them to burn be, for making me burn. Essentially. Well, how could you not? Yeah, you're human, and you know the story already yeah. because I've, yeah, I've I told do. it before at work. But mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty open about it now. But back then, I probably wasn't so so open about it. But like, it's definitely one of. If I look back into, so this is probably three years ago now. If I look back into into my oh. the history of Jace. This is probably one of the moments where I was at my weakest, for yeah. sure. And How could you not be? But I think looking back, I'm stronger now than ever. However, I think it, put, it has definitely hindered me in terms of relationships. If, How can it not? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're affected by the things that you live through, and you can't... I've, I've lived through similar things, and I know that it's affected me, too. That's... Those words, why can't you say, like, it comes up as me too, and then you just go, like, I can't say that anymore because it's going to no. bring up this connotation. Anyways, besides okay. that whole point, a, yeah. it's, um, like, living through those experiences are so difficult. Like, because I think emotional is the one thing that, like, actually, I know it's all interrelated, but yep. those things put you into that chaos more so than whether it's familial things, whether it's relationships. It's just the, the things that you can't... And I think it's especially male with dealing with typically the logical mind where you go, I, I can rationalize, I can yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're irrational because... But... and And so... Typically, we say that, or stereotypically might be the right word, is that women tend to be towards the emotional side, whereas mm-hmm. men are towards the logical side. Is that? Is, and, I don't think that's it, always true, though. It's not always true. I, I completely agree no, it's that just, it's not it, always true. It's just the majority. It's true. It, well, yeah, it's just okay. the stereotype. Yeah. Right. Um, but so when you're acting emotionally, it just... And then relationships for men, that's when we... 
dwell in that place. That's when we live in the emotional side. And that's when we were more open with ourselves than ever before. And when somebody, when somebody cheats or somebody like that affects us. And then like, I don't know. And, and I know it's the same with females too, that if somebody cheats, somebody treats you badly in whatever way that you wear that with you for the rest of your life. Like you can't, you can't necessarily escape that. You, you can make peace with it. I think, I think it's like, it's, it's the scarring, right? Like there's the, like, there's the cuts and mm-hmm. then it hurts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the scab and like, you got to work through it. And then it turns into a scar. Yeah. And so you never get rid of it. It's still there. And you, you're maybe more weary and it maybe changes you. But you have to accept that part of yourself. And you go like, I'm not going to let that happen again. I don't want somebody to treat me that way. You have to understand why those things happen. And even in my own life, like I, I was with a partner, lived with her for two years. And then she sent naked pictures to another guy, which was why we broke up. Mm. Um, and because I could never trust again, I could never like hold that same trust that we had. Mm. Mm. Um, do I, do I actually know if she physically cheated? No, I actually, I mean, could I maybe push for that or whatever and found out, do I even care at this point? You know, maybe like if I know, if, if I knew, then yes it might no. change my, it, it's, it's yes and no, yes and but no. it's, it's really like, yeah, I have my suspicions, whatever. I understand what I, honestly, what I put towards that to cause that. And that's a hard thing to do is like, I, I backed off. Like there were parts of me that I wasn't fully sharing, that I wasn't completely honest about that I, and so I don't even blame her. I yep. actually still, I love her in a sense, you know, like there's yep. always that first love, that person that you, and, and it's like, I care mm-hmm. about her and want her to be happy. And then there's, and, and so it's like proceeding forward is difficult. And then it's hard to like come around and actually acknowledge how you feel those, those experiences, how to get through it and then how to love again. Yeah. I guess that's really what I'm trying to get to is <laughs> like, you know, you, everybody goes through these experiences, everybody, Ma- male mm-hmm. and female. It's, it's like you get hurt. You get you get scarred, you know. You and and definitely scarred is probably the right term because it's like you get again that it's same thing. It's, it's it's like cut, like scab scar, and you get scarred a bunch of times until you can actually, in, until you fully accept the what what you want Truly in happy. your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm honestly like I'm not married I'm not uh, right and so we continue to try and find that Mm -hmm. and that's the pursuit I think and pursuits similarly happen in all different areas too like you you might not become a pro athlete you might not you know you might not feel you on that (laughs) I feel you on that (laughs) I that, and I looked at you, and that's what, like, came out, and I yeah. knew it was, like, looking at you. Bless your but, heart that you saw me and thought of a pro athlete right away. <laughs> but no, I, far I, from I, it, my I, friend. Uh, I see I've him, and I see thing. a failure. What? There it is. <laughs> but, Amen. And then, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, I I, I was going to try and point out I wanted Jason's I was like, Go director, on. not quite yet. That's true. Huh? And right. so there's the things that we're still right. working towards. What I bring too. up in every podcast is I... 
But took you film, are. I you took are film and theater. You are a director. In my you own are. webcam sort of way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so to the future. Um, but yes, it, I always say, like, I went to film and theater, right? And then I became a personal trainer. Like, how did that happen, right? But, I mean, they coincide. I think the two coincide together. And I, 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 people, I think people might look at me weird for saying that. That, 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 that film and fitness belong together. At least for me, they that's, do. That's what they it's do It's weird you. because they're my two passions, right? Yeah, so it's 100%. like, how can I make them fit like Lego blocks that's, together? Exactly. That's your niche. Yeah. 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 That, that might be the best. You're, because you're passionate about both things, you're going to be the best person at showcasing that. Yeah. Sure. Or I hope so. I, I hope I exactly. I, yeah. Or at least you're going to give your unique um, perspective, perspective and, and, and version of that. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I agree with that. Yeah. And oh, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to come out like that. Oh, that was good. That was real. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't know that burp was going to come. I really do have to pee, too. Yes, quite. uh, I think we need to wrap this up anyway. No, not quite. No, no, not not quite. quite. I'm enjoying this. Are you you not in a rush? You're not? No, no, bless your heart. I'm not at all. I'm done work. I'm on holidays right now. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of in a rush, but we'll give it 10 more minutes. All right. I don't know how I'm going to edit this, by the way. Just... We don't, yeah, you just I, let us I don't know if we need to. I don't know if we need to either. This I think it's not this really is sections. Maybe, it's been tangent after tangent. It's yeah. tangent and, after tangent. And, and that's the thing about this whole thing too, right? It's been it wasn't there wasn't meant to be a certain, you know, like, oh, let's follow this and let's do yeah. that and let's talk about this and let's do that. It's just like, hey, let's just talk. Yeah. Let's just true. celebrate the It's been the it's been a while since we've, we've been able to do that, I think. So yeah. I, it's kind of nice. Even 100%. personally, we haven't talked at, and to this extent. And it's weird to be like, alcohol is a social lubricant, is a conversational lubricant. You know what it in the, does. In though? the sense, it just opens you up. You exactly. aren't as inhibited. That's exactly. And what I, I was hate going that it has to be that way because again, yeah. going back to the social norms. Social like, norms, yeah. Yeah. You can't share that part of yourself. Well, but yeah, I I feel that I can, and I feel that I do more of that now than ever before, and I'm more true to myself than ever before. But yeah, there's something about sitting around. I mean, even when you. When I first saw you, we embraced, we hugged. Yeah, 100%. And, and, 100%. You know. It's just. I, I don't want to call anybody out, but like. He's just saying. Even person. sometimes your own dad yeah. doesn't want to hug you. Like, like it's it's because it's like, it's not masculine. It's not yes, whatever. Yeah, this doesn't shake the best, hand. Like, yeah, yeah shake my hand, son. Your closer best you. friends, you're like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I love you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I can say that. I think that's a hard thing. There's a hard thing for friends to say to each other is like, yep. I love you. Like, in a, in a sense. It, in I a feel sense, like I'm nowadays not... that's getting <laughs> so much, um, it, it's getting morally socially acceptable. And I'm really a fan of that. Like, I'm, I'm happy that we can, we can say these things among, like, like, among men. We can say these things to each other. And nobody's like, oh, I can't believe you said that to that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. We're all... I'm gonna go pee so that you can oh talk shit. God. Like All I'm right. the only, I'm the last person you yeah. can talk shit about. All right, you yes. win this there round. You win this round. Touche. All right, screw that round guy. Third smallest bladder. Yeah, third Get smallest bladder. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I 100% agree with what um, he said in the sense that, you know, I, I'm mad that nowadays people can't. Be like, hey, Jace, man, really happy with the relationship that we have together. Yeah. 
the things that we can there's work a, on towards each other. There's a lack of, of genuineness, I think. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, and uh, actually, I don't know where that came from, like where that started. And I always, I don't know. Either. I feel like I've I've wondered this since I was a teenager. Wow. Like, where? Why do people? And it, it's gotten worse. I feel, mm-hmm. oh, especially with the advent of uh, of, of social media mm-hmm. now. It's like, why can't we be genuine with each other? Why do we put up this facade with each other all the time? Where, where is it like the real you? And, and I don't know, like some people are, are really good at it. And, and, and some people are true to themselves. And that's great. But even like even in my job as a personal trainer, I, I put up that facade once in a while. And, and it's not until I, to, it's not until I get comfortable, like certain certain clients I'll have and I'll be like, like, how's your day going? And I'll be honest with them. Like, no, man, I'm super exhausted right now. Mm. Like, I know I have you as a client right now, but like you're dealing with like the worst, the worst version, version of, of myself right now. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've done the exact same way. I've yeah. been the exact same way. It, it, I feel like the only version of yourself that you can portray out to the world or, or to your friends, to your family, to your clients, to whomever is the truest version of yourself mm-hmm. at that time, right? You're not having a good day. It's not the best version of yourself. You're having a really good day and you're really highly motivated and you're really ready to go and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on point today. Yeah, you're going to deal with that. That's Surprise. very much like me today training. I was like on point. I was happy Same with here. everyone. I was like generally smiling. Yeah. Last I had night. a really great time with everyone who I spent, you know. Yeah. Last night, not so much. I was super tired last night. Yeah. I, Thursday night, I got terrible sleep. Friday was a very long day because I stayed at work almost all day. Uh, part of it so we can film and and part of it so I can just figure out how, what the, the programming for my clients while I'm gone for surgery yep. and making sure everything's going smoothly. But by the end of the day, like, I'm just like, I had to be honest with myself. Like, it's just like, I'm not, like, I did not want to be at work anymore. Uh, we might have. I think he locked himself out. I think he did. I didn't lock myself out of Wow. All right. But, like, I still put on that facade. Yeah. I still pretended to smile and be like, yeah, no, I'm having a great day with those clients that, I'm, that are not so familiar with me, right? Yeah. Because I want to make sure they're having, still having the best experience that they're having, right? 100%. I f- and I've always seen you as a trainer, and this is probably talking you up a little bit more than I'd like. But, <laughs> Go on, please. As I've always seen you as a trainer as, like, as, as, as something to, like too much <laughs> to, uh, to work towards. Because no. I always see well, you with your you. clients, even when, like, like some, like Go sometimes on. I there, there yeah. comes the point where like I just can't act anymore. Like yeah. I'm just like I'm just so done Please with today. Pump my tires. Go yeah, on. <laughs> but then you, I see you. You've been here for 12 hours today, and you're still smiling. And I'm like, how the fuck does he they do it? How does he do it? How do I do that? How do I get to that level? Yeah, because there's there's a certain point where it's just like I can't act anymore. Like I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, so. It's like I see that, and you do that very well. Either that, or you're just genuinely happy yeah. with everyone. Well, I get to do what I want to do. Yeah, and for I, a job, that's true, right? And I, it's the I, same I forget, with you. I, I think I forget that sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I get so caught up in being stressed out with people who are 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 not happy with me, or maybe not happy with with the results. And I get caught up in that, and I feel like it's a personal attack, and it drains me. And I think there's nothing you can do about that, though, in a sense, right? Well, I think I can maybe try to to take on a better mindset about it and be like, yeah, there is nothing I can do about that. If they don't want to change, they don't want to change. And you know what? So what? 
then yep. I got to move on, find the next client, and try to help them. Yep. Unfortunately, and like you're not going to be able to help everyone, and I think that's part of my problem is that I do want to help everyone always. And I've I hundred percent agree with what it is that you're saying, and I've been in the same situation that you're in, right? Yeah. Um, well, and you've been doing this much longer than I have. So. Not 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 that much longer. Uh, a Only year like and a half, six two, months. Two years. Well, no. Six months, a year, a yeah. year at the most. Anyways, I know exactly what you mean. Like you want to help as much everybody that you can to the fullest extent that you can. Sometimes, man, there's just people that you cannot help. They don't want to help themselves, right? And you know exactly what I'm trying to say as well because what you guys are trying to do here is help people push themselves to a point of bettering themselves and becoming a better version of themselves. Right. And because sure. and just pushing forward and just become and being the change. <laughs> you push, Beautiful. be the change. Well, it's project, always interesting. But, but, but more you so know, it's yeah. more so like people just, don't people don't hear the like the the, the 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 conversation Riley and I have after usually every podcast and how the podcast went. And it's not always good. It's usually generally pretty well. Um but a lot of times, too, we always talk about, like, you know what? We came into the podcast today. Both of us were like, yeah, I felt like a little energy. Like, last night was not great. I didn't get a great sleep when we come into this. And like, you know what? Having that person on was great. I needed to hear that. And, mm. like, I feel, like, rejuvenated from it. Yeah. We've had that conversation time and time and again. Mm. And it just reminds us why we do this podcast. Well, yeah. And I think the thing is we connect with the people that we connect with. Like, yeah. It, yeah. and you can't force it. You no. Can't, but no. I think the thing is we're – so interested in people i know it's personal and i know jace feels the same way of people on all different ends of the spectrum willis you know arts community was recent whether i feel it's like sports. we got one more cheers left in here yeah that's Probably why it saves mine okay we'll He's, save it we'll save it yeah okay. we'll save we gotta it get to end. a point where where it deserves a cheer exactly you know? yeah. or the very end of the podcast is like hey congratulations 25 episodes <sighs> something like that yeah um but no it's I mean, go on. So, but that's good because it brings into the play what's happened so far, yeah. and I think crazy amounts of personal growth have happened so far. Mm-hmm. I think we've become better podcasters and interviewers. I think you guys and, have too. I hope so. Yeah, and we challenge ourselves so. all the time. I think that that's and and that's what you were speaking to is even after each podcast we go, why did I ask that? Why did we yeah. do that? Why did and then it's like, oh, but then we listen to it back and it's, oh, it was good. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, and it always, always, a, yeah. it always seems to be We play it back in our heads. Back. Yeah, where it's, it's not as good as in our heads, but then when we actually listen to it, it's actually not that it, bad. Yeah. And then every once in a while we feel that we have this amazing experience where we go, we told that person's story, right? We we got to the the deeper, darker parts of their soul. Like, yeah. and, and so that's come up a couple of times where it's been like somebody's been able to be very honest and yeah. maybe maybe not how they'd even be honest regularly in with the people around. You know, they, we, we got them to open up, but it, it because those are the things that bond us and that, yeah. that everybody can relate to. You know, you can talk about what you've accomplished in the sense of like, Oh, you know, I won me, 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 high school yeah. championship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. That's me talking about me. Yeah. And I know I do that sometimes far too often. And I try. I don't, know. I don't I, think so. I, I think my brother actually said it right. Mm. <laughs> and he goes, you talk to hear other people talk. 
And I'm like, yeah, like I, I try and fill the yeah. gap to get other yeah. people talking to, to, yeah. to you're, get you're people like to want to share. You're like the lubricant for them. Maybe that's the better word. Yeah, that was, <laughs> no, no, that but, was, you know what? Whereas, <laughs> I, I but that, that in every episode that we do, I feel like you do the best job of, of warming them up so that they feel you share your story so that they can share theirs. And that's that's exactly what I try to accomplish. Am I always a hundred percent? No. And no, there's sometimes, there's some days where I just feel I'm maybe 60% or lower or whatever it is. And yeah. maybe it's because there was a party the last night. And and I've even, I acknowledge that. I went, yeah. I don't ever want to drink the night before a podcast because I you I don't feel, like feel I can bring my full self to yeah, that. You're and not I don't, the best version of yourself that you could be. And, and I don't feel that I can bring my, I can help share that person's full story. And I, I think that that's what... I hope to accomplish with this is like the people that we bring on to this are the people that we respond to and that we like that we want to hear their story and we right. want them to open yep. up and we 100%. want because we respect them and we we love like there's there's so many different talents in the world and yes, like we hope to show people on like all all ends of the spectrum oh, and sure. like all yes. ends of the world. And just in speaking to like connections that we've made and, and then people have grown, grown closer to as, as personally from doing this podcast, like in, in other words, like if I didn't do this podcast, those, those are the kind of people that I would probably not talk to because I wouldn't have known. But the, hearing their story and being inspired by their story, that, and now they're this extra connection there or like people like, uh, uh, like Jess, uh, Jessica, who we had on here, I see her at the gym all the time. We talk all the time. Like that, like those the things. Like I, I appreciate those things, uh, and to me, that just that and alone is amazing. And so, if I, we can have that here, imagine what we can do for everyone else out there who's listening. Yeah, and it's just making those connections and those collaborations, and like I don't know, just growing forward. And that's what this is. This is continually doing, right? Yeah. Growing, yeah, becoming Hopefully, a better version yeah. of itself. We have, we're having growing pains, but uh, but that's but that's the way that, anything at like. It's nice because because yeah. I think in in that I think Riley and I we have this constant conversation about uh, that's becoming this almost a roadmap forward for for be the change. So and I like that that it's slowly but surely finding its way forward. I I would completely agree. Where it's it's. Here's that roadmap. We we don't know what's best. I have ideas. We try and implement those ideas. We we're one one idea. We at dabble. A time. We yep. and and we we know that partnership is a big thing. Or just trying to bring in people that are like minded that support us, but legitimately monetarily or whatever. We want to get better equipment. We want to, but we're still having these conversations. We're still bringing people on, and as long as we're doing that, we're doing our thing. It's like. I thought about it recently where it's like, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. And and yes. legacy is such yes, a yes, loaded yes. term. Mm-hmm. And but go on. I think it, and it's also, I don't want to say it's a masculine term, but it comes up, I'm thinking of um, like Asian culture and things where it's like legacy and name and everything that like that mm. plays very much a part of your life. Um, there's a song that I like called Bushido, but that's like, Anyways, Go that's on. that's well. Bushido is like the samurai killing themselves. Oh so right, they, okay. Like, you know the honor. Did not know that. The, anyways, that's I don't know why that comes up when I think legacy. But that's it's gonna like, be your next tattoo, isn't it? Just. But but pride and honor. But like 
growing forward and making sure that this is honest exactly what it is yeah to the people that come on to their stories to what we want to accomplish with this but then balancing that with growing it and trying to yeah be effective and, and trying, with our content not selling and, out things like that yeah, yeah no. it's 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 a, it is i think we're uh we've learned that the hard way is like it's it's a hard balance like because we could we could very well sell out right like and, and try to grow our audience that way but and then it's what's selling then, out. What what is selling out, and what is like what is naturally us, and what like how we can grow this genuinely. Yeah. In the world, and it's like, you know, is it like ideally, it's just like spread like wildfire. We want people to naturally support this. Yeah. But then there's also like the other yes. side of it that's like I mean, you kind of need corporate or and or like business support too. So who knows. <laughs> It's, it's Especially a after this conversation, who the fuck knows? I think, it, I think it's walking a fine line, right? Because because at the end of the day, we do need things like sponsors and, and we need to need people. Like, obviously, financially, we need something to keep supporting this in the long run. Like, that is inevitable. Uh, but we also don't want to give up uh, our self-image and what we stand for either for that. So it's, it's walking a fine line. Like, yeah, we'll, like we, we do want sponsors. We do want that. But, like... We're not willing to do this for that as well. Yeah. This is something that's come out of ourselves that that exists in the world. Like this is the manifestation of what the change we want to make in the world is and what like we've fought so hard, the experiences we've been through and Mm. and so And I, I I appreciate the change that you guys are trying to make in the world. And I think a lot of people who listen to this really appreciate it. You know? Because it is something that means a lot to a lot of people. Perfect. I, I feel like that's the exact right send-off. Mm. That's Gentlemen. the cheers moment. Gentlemen. Three, two, one. Gingerly touch tips. Gingerly. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, well, do the, we'll do the real send-off, though, because yes. Josh Robinson, so Don't amazing worry. to have you join us. You're the, the first repeat been, guest. Our yes, first guest. Almost 20 episodes later. Yeah. Thank you for for having me back on and, and probably like eight yeah. months later, over twenty episodes later. Yeah, because you were in episode four. Yeah, right? so this is the twenty fifth. Yeah, twenty one. Wow, yeah. that's three touchdowns worth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Going back to football, we are we? Oh, this guy. Yeah, thank no. you for being on. Of thank course, you. thank you for having me on, but also thank you for for spreading the message that you guys consistently, you know, send out to the public and to everybody that you. You're just trying to better yourselves and you're trying to better everyone else around you. And we really want to reach more people. I think that's that's our next step. <laughs> After yeah. 25 episodes, I know we've talked about how Well, we can't celebrate till 50 now, so another 25. Well, and then I'll be here on the 50th, that. so you can just <laughs> I, I bring think, me back. I think that's... There's, there's reoccurring people. It's like you bring the people in that actually... Like, I don't want to say... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody because tread, like, tread lightly. <laughs> Every, everybody matters, but it's like you All bring right. the people in that like have been pivotal in actually growing this, yeah. and that was a pivotal moment yeah. is having our first guest on. So having you on, we're very happy to have you again as our. Well, I'm always here to help, mate. I'm always here <laughs> to help, right? 
Um, Where can we find you, Josh? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, <laughs> best best fish. Yeah, you Robinson. are posting a lot more now. Uh, I'm trying to post a lot more. That's the thing. Like Robinson the Third, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Robinson Roller on Twitter. Even though I don't really use it How too much. How much twatting do you do? I don't twatting. really twat too much, here, or if it's tweeting, I think is what I you're trying to refer tweeting. to. Uh, I don't really tweet too much. I, I I'm starting to post yeah, a little bit more. Is this how we're gonna go out? Yeah, I'll talk in a different accent. This is how yeah. we're going to go out. This is how we're going out here. Make sure right? you, make sure you find folks out there find uh, <laughs> find yourself following Josh Robinson <laughs> on social media. Here it is. It's, now we got the Western accent from Jace Myers. It might, it might, might turn to Swedish pretty Listen, soon here. Listen, we got the so. Southern, we got the Australian, and we got Russell Brand here. <laughs> A lot of things happening right now. Yeah, but yeah, um, so Ro- like Robinson the Third on Instagram, Robinson Roller on Twitter, and, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Frank Robinson. You can find me <laughs> at the gym at Good Life Fitness, Caniston, baby. Yeah. You know, always ready to teach you some Olympic lifts or some CrossFit stuff or whatever it is that you want. And as always, as always, you're going to love this every time you tune in. We are Be The Change on Facebook. Be The Change YPS. YPS. Yes, those pivotal letters, YPS, on both Instagram, Facebook, and also, 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 you can... (laughs) We did finish an entire bottle of scotch. (laughs) Well... Listen, people, it's okay. It's okay. Scotch is great. Introspective, introspective. We thought a lot. We talked a lot. A lot Mm. of things happened. If you have notes for us, hopefully it's mostly love, not hatred. We love love. We hate hatred. But it's okay either way. You can email us at info at bethechangeyps.com. All right, I'm going to go real voice again because I'm losing it a little bit. It's very um, It's all good. And so, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, email. Got it. Website, um, be the change, yes. Hair's going away. Boom, boom, and, boom, boom. Uh, we'll move forward. Episode 25, baby. Episode 25, great to celebrate. Happy great holidays, to have Josh everybody. here. Happy holidays. I'm great wearing the tie. Great to be back on the show. Great and to be back. Thanks for having me back. Honestly. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. And enjoy life a lot out of there, fun, people. Folks. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, hope you appreciate all this rambling of lunatics. Yeah, it was <laughs> fun. Take care. It's a good time. Bye, right. people. And Bye. peace. How you doing?